all get caught in our own sins. Nobody, nobody, Sometimes I have to remind myself that on my worst day, I live like somebody on their greatest. Don't let your demons take it out. Introduce them to heaven. What I want people to know is that don't, don't support the punk. Support the real. You know what I mean? How can these people be talking about how they so real that they care about our community? How can they be talking about what they all this, you know, the hood about the world? They don't care about our community. Blacklisted UK, we're back again. I told you we were trying to be more consistent this time, so we're not going nowhere. We've got Babs. And to my right, we've got... Deji, Deji. And... Hibba. Hibba. So, yeah, um, excuse me, I've got um, Puritan in my system, so I'm a bit spaced out, but I'll warm up in a bit. Got um, two guests that um, I was eager to get on today um, for various reasons, but um, I think it's better that they can introduce themselves properly and let us know what they're about and what they're on. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. please. Um, how should I introduce myself? Um, I'm a forensic mental health practitioner um, and a rapper. A forensic mental health practitioner is a fancy way of saying a forensic psychologist um, and a rapper, producer, sound engineer. That's Mad. <laughs> I really should have gone first. Um, <laughs> I, I would say I'm a creative and cultural producer but I also manage a programme to get creatives to break into the creative industries and it's something that's really important to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um I'll start I'll start with Dej. I think what you do and the fact that you're a musician mm-hmm. it's a bit mad, don't you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when I when I'm saying it I always feel like Yeah. Like yeah, it's just crazy. It's a crazy combination. Yeah. Crazy combination. But it works. It works in my favour. It, it does. Yeah, I'm sure it does. But um, one thing we haven't ex- explained is um, what f- what um, field of um, how can I explain it? What people you tend to? Can I work with? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm a f- forensic mental health practitioner. That basically means that I do mental health assessments and interventions on people. Now I've got a specialist gangs post, which means I only do. Um, assessments and interventions on people in gangs or believed to be at risk from gangs mm-hmm. or have been previously gang affiliated or anything to do with that. So mm-hmm. I'm on this thing called the Southwark Anti-Violence Unit. Mm-hmm. So everybody, I only work with Southwark gangs, but obviously okay. there's a like, heavy gang presence yeah. in Southwark. I don't have to name the names of the gangs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just do mental health interventions on people that are believed to be gang nominal, so that's in a gang or at risk of like gang activity. Yeah. County line stuff has kind of dripped into it as well. Yeah. That's like overlapping with the, the gang stuff. And just general like youth violence basically, mm-hmm. affray and all of that kind of stuff. So it's like basically I'm working with mainly young black men, sixteen to twenty five, mm-hmm. or like fifteen to twenty five year old black men. I think I I have um I have one case on my caseload out of like 50 or 40 that isn't a black man. Basically. What? So, yeah. so you say just straight black? Straight black, yeah. Wow. And even the ones that aren't black. Yeah, they're 
appropriate exactly, in the culture. Yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah, yeah. So wow. Like hanging around with black people is like that's the gang stuff is at the moment in London anyway. Yeah. Is like black people. So black people yeah. think it's cool for us basically. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing. At the so, so obviously you got like a um a unique insight mm-hmm. to what's going on. Yeah. So um, obviously we don't obviously uh, I n- um, know Deji from um, can I reckon, can you I disclose say, yeah, yeah. Um, we both on a knife free program um, it's like the home office tried to do some Avengers thing <laughs> try to try to get people from all sorts of you know, <laughs> know, what I mean? you know what I mean? they tried to put their man together like yeah but um, obviously Deji stood out because out of everyone there. I person no obviously everyone came with something useful, but um, for me Deji stood out because the fact that he's a psychologist, mm. so there's a there's there's more of a um, even for me like I feel like I can learn from a lot of what he says. So a lot of the time when um, we was going through the um, the modules, um, Deji would probably be the, the most challenging. To what was being said, do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. I've, and and I, and I and I appreciated that because he was saying a lot of things that a lot of us were thinking, but he was just coming out with it and almost correcting them a lot of the time, which was um, needed. So, um, from how long you been in it for now? I've been doing it for just over a year. So I've been an FMHP for yeah. um, like a year and six months now. Yeah. I've been doing the gang stuff since April last yeah. year. So I've been doing it for just over a year. So from from you've been doing it for about a year now. Mm-hmm. Has your perception changed? Obviously, it would have. But how much has it changed about um, what's going on out here? Mm, I don't know. It's like when you're when you're when you're not in it, you have a lot of hope. Yeah. You don't really have. An, an understanding, an in-depth understanding of the complexities and how sticky most situations are. Mm-hmm. Like, so a lot of people, they see um, they see politicians on the news and they feel like it's as, it's like as simple as saying something like, oh, we need to open more youth clubs. Yeah. But yeah. then, like, you don't really understand what goes into making a youth club, mm-hmm. how, like, this is like a dynamic system that they've got, like, the gang system is a dynamic system. So mm-hmm. we'll bring something in to tackle gang stuff, they'll adapt, basically. Mm-hmm. So a good example is, like, um, knife crime. Knife crime was on the rise. They made uh, knife, like, sentences against people that were carrying a knife harsher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now they've moved on to, like, things like acid or whatever, mm-hmm. like, like it's always like it's so dynamic so yeah. whatever we do they've always got a counterbalance yeah for it. yeah it's not as simple as saying open youth clubs you yeah. can open a youth club and that youth club can become a recruitment it, of center. course yeah like of course. they can literally take it over yeah. and be like yeah. we're gonna actually target these youth yeah. clubs to like, actually get people exactly yeah and that's what used to happen back in the day yeah. but people don't really see that they think yeah. youth clubs are gonna get people yeah. off the street or it's just a stock answer Exactly, yeah. And it's, even if you are going to suggest youth club, mm-hmm. like, that's not a bad suggestion, but what's the contingency plan for their adaptation to mm-hmm. what's going to happen, basically? Mm-hmm. So, And when you go through, like, there's, that's just one example, basically. You go through, like, several examples or several solutions because I can come up with, like, a load of solutions, but there'll, there'll always be, like, a fight back. Mm-hmm. And then when you see how, like, complex it is and how dynamic these people are and how smart, like, gang members mm-hmm. are in general and just the society, it's just kind of, like you almost like lose hope almost yeah, like you're yeah. just like you know what you need to understand that um 
SGO, what they call serious group offending, which is basically gang activity, yeah. is never going to stop, like, mm. ever. Like, that's what everybody needs to understand. It's yeah. never going to stop. Yeah. In every single culture, you have what they call serious group offending. Mm-hmm. In the Mexicans, you have the cartels. Italians, mm-hmm. they had the mobsters. Uh, the way we kind of come out and do that, the, even the white people, the football people, they have the hooligans, yeah. the football hooligans yeah. that meet up to have fights and everything. Mm-hmm. The way our culture brings it about is through like the gangs and the knives yeah. and everything that goes along with that, like the county line stuff and everything. So you need to understand there's always going to be that system in place. Mm-hmm. My mindset now is about saving people that I can save. So I'm not mm-hmm. even trying to say like, mm-hmm. like you go into it thinking like, yeah, I, I'm going to help to stop mm-hmm. knife yeah. crime or yeah. I'm going to help to yeah. stop this gang stuff. Like, no, nah, soon that would kind of disappear. You can yeah. save, like, a few people here and there. Yeah. Like, so my job now is to do my best to help the people that I'm yeah, working with, yeah. the individuals, and then, like, my family, basically, yeah. like, my children that are coming in the future, mm-hmm. or my nephews or my friends' children, to try mm-hmm. and minimise that, basically. Because if you go into it thinking, like, yeah, all of us are as this... That's, like, it's like it's good that you said the Avengers thing, yeah. like, all of us are going to come together yeah, yeah. and stop knife crime yeah, or yeah, minimise knife crime. <laughs> so do you think, on that note, do you think the worry from us as a community comes from the fact that it kind of starts affecting innocent lives? So, you know, like, if it just affected those who were involved Both in there. it, do you think we would be as worried? But then when you know it's like, oh, he was just walking to the chicken shop and he has nothing mm. to do with gangs and yeah, then he's, yeah, been, he's caught been caught up caught. in this, do you think that's where then our worry comes from? I think we would, like, human beings in general, we like to think that people on our side are innocent. Mm. So, like, imagine your son's doing something. Mm. You like to, you wouldn't, like, you're going to be on the news shouting. How many times have you seen mums on the news shouting? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he was yeah. a good kid, yeah. he was doing mm. that, he was doing that, blah, blah. Like, even though you kind of know yeah. he's not all the way a good kid, on another day, it mm. might have been him doing it to yeah. somebody else. Mm. But you're always going to see your person, anybody who's on yeah. your team, whether that's a family member, your gang member, you're always going to see them as in the right and innocent, mm. basically. So I think the worry would still be there, but yeah, it definitely hurts you more when it's somebody that you know for a fact, like this this kid just got caught in the crossfire, yeah. basically. Yeah. But I don't think that happens too too often. Too often like yeah. It definitely yeah. happens, but I don't think it happens yeah. often. Like mm. I think, again, these gang members, one thing you learn about them is that they're not just like, spiteful evil people that just go out yeah. hunting everybody they like moral code exactly they're yeah. like, they're targeting people yeah. like it's like serial killers like most serial killers have a certain demographic that they target mm-hmm. like you can walk past that serial, serial killer and that serial killer's killed five people mm. but you walk past them and you're safe because you're not in his mm. you're not in yeah. his cross like he doesn't care about your demographic and that's how black that's how like most of these like gang these black people are. if you're not a black boy they don't really care about you unless mm-hmm. it's like they see you as like some sort of monetary gain. But mm. most of the time it's like an older white woman like is safe walking yeah, past yeah, a group yeah. of black boys, but yeah. a black man, you can't walk past them and just, they're not going to yeah. question you yeah. or whatever. So it's like, there are people that get caught in the crosshairs, but that's rare. That's like, mm-hmm. it's very rare. It, most of the time it's like, we're targeting you. Like we know you. And like a lot of these people are very intelligent, more intelligent than you think. Like mm. they know how to catch people. They've almost got like police police like structured systems yeah. on how to catch their ops or their yeah, enemies yeah. or whatever they call it they've basically. got a lot of situational awareness exactly yeah they're yeah. so tactical like yeah. waiting outside blocks yeah like knowing when people are going to be in certain people where places. cameras are off yeah. the bat they could tell exactly. you how many cameras are in the, in on well, the street what would be the driving force then to because it's i think what you were saying is that it's basically snowballing so maybe we think that certain people are innocent but mm-hmm. it's just getting bigger and bigger yeah and what's the driving force behind so many young people getting into i think the reason why it's getting 
again, this is just like the nature of society and people in general. Like it starts somewhere. It will start with like a knife. Let's say it starts with a knife, like a little flick knife or a knife mm-hmm. you can get in your your um your kitchen or whatever. Yeah. So everybody's got a knife. That's the standard. And then one spiteful person thinks, you know what, I'm going to take this a step further. Mm. Let me get one of these big butcher's knives or yeah. something. And literally, that's just how it's been occurring. Like, now, guns are a bit more accessible. Everybody wants a gun. And especially when you're seeing things like music or even, like, the movies that our own people produce, mm-hmm. like these films or documentaries that our own people produce, and you're seeing, this team's got a gun yeah. and you're still rolling with knives. That's the kind of, that's the mentality they have. They'll be like, nobody has that knife anymore. Like, it's uncool to have, like, a flick knife. You can't, yeah. they'll be like, you can't get any points with that. You can't do any damage with that. Like, you need a machete. Like, people have got machetes, grenades. Like, where are people getting man- grenades? Like, assault rifles. Like, it's just getting mad and it's, it's just going to keep going. Like, as these things become more accessible, when there's a demand for something, it becomes accessible because mm. people, like, people that are not even involved in our culture think we can make money off this. So, like, how is somebody getting a grenade? Where do you get a grenade from? Where does a, where does somebody, like, a young yeah, kid in the yeah, ends get yeah. a grenade yeah. from? Like, yeah. You know what I was thinking the other day? Um, no places like America that, the gang culture is usually like family rooted, mm. so it'll be like generational. Mm. And I was thinking, we what you're saying with the hope. Sometimes we we're hoping that it will get better, but I think with the generation that we have, it's you can say it's the that. first generation of like real yeah. gang members yeah. Yeah. that are having children. Yeah. So for the next generation, how deep? Is that kind of gang yeah. culture gonna, gonna be, be embedded in exactly, there? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna so, be. So yeah. How much worse oh, if we have like you know yeah. the kind of looking using foresight? Second is it? Yeah. If we yeah, yeah. if we like cancel out this generation, let's stop thinking about yeah they're gonna do what they're gonna do. Yeah. But then, what are they passing down, down now to the people to their exactly. children? Yeah, man. It's, mm. And that's that's where we need to kind of. That's where I think intervention needs to be early. That's where we can mm. now help. Like. I don't like to say this too loud, but sometimes it's like what you said, our generation or the people that are like above 18 and, and are deep, heavily embedded in the gang mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. it's too late to kind of affect yeah. them. Like those yeah. are not the people I the get the best the results yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Like these are the people that are, the people that are 18 and embedded in gangs, they're going to do what they want to do until they get, them afterwards. exactly. Mm-hmm. They're going to get shot, yeah. seriously shot, life-changing injuries, yeah. go to prison or like get killed basically mm. and then when it gets to, when you get to 25 26 that's when the hood will spit, spit you out anyway yeah. because it yeah. becomes yeah. uncool to yeah. be yeah. doing all of that stuff yeah. on the road you become a laughing stock so then they'll go out into yeah. the community that's how it will end the people that we can affect are the people that are like 16 15 who mm-hmm. are just kind of getting recruited like they're getting recruited earlier mm-hmm. and earlier but those mm-hmm. are the people where it's kind of like they're still shook because you've yeah. got to think for a 15 year old to want to go to somewhere like Nor- norwich like yeah. like a to county to, to sell yeah. drugs like mm-hmm. when i was 15 going to going from east ham to like woolwich for, for me was mad like mm-hmm. it was a mad concept like i'm thinking i have to get on a bus mm-hmm. or get on a train mm-hmm. for somebody to go all the way to norwich mm-hmm. that's actually it's scary so you know mm-hmm. that half of they're still like calculating risk in their head mm-hmm. like do i want to do this if somebody just gets in there early and just keeps reinforcing the message that listen don't do this don't do this don't do this mm-hmm. that could have like a massive effect basically mm-hmm. so i think we need to start it from early I'm not saying we should totally le- neglect people that mm-hmm. are our age or like the 18 year olds mm-hmm. but we need to just be thinking earlier because yeah. yeah you need to understand like as bad as it seems now again it's like you said you've raised amazing points already like we are still the first 
or like the second generation now of people that have made this gang culture because mm. a lot of our parents came from Africa yeah, or the Caribbean yeah. Yeah. they didn't have no like they didn't come here with a system like we're going to create gangs they're just mm -hmm. they're just out here trying to survive yeah. trying to work yeah. or whatever it's us those people's children that have made this mm -hmm. and now we're here we're fully embedded here mm -hmm. we understand the systems of London mm -hmm. everything we speak the language we can code switch we can do everything we know about the transport what are we now going to be teaching these kids that mm -hmm. are born here mm -hmm. and have they don't even have to face the struggles that their parents are doing yeah. their, their parents are even going to be reinforcing forcing the gang culture into them basically yeah. like imagine somebody that's been through the gang stuff comes out 26 year old that has a child now and that they have to now learn how to raise that child mm -hmm. emotionally financially mm -hmm. like and they just don't have the means to do it like mm -hmm. the government will give them a house or whatever but just all of that emotional yeah, stuff yeah. and just teaching your child they're going to get to school they're not going to be doing their homework little things like that they're mm -hmm. gonna they're gonna be struggling in school and then the cycle will just reset again it will yeah. just be like yeah. i'm not doing well in school let me go do this let me go do that because the tweet you put up a couple of days ago about like sometimes you see your little bad breed ways in your children mm -hmm. and you might laugh about it because even when i saw that video of the boy yeah. Going, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he's like, I, like, I found it's it funny for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, hold on. That's yeah. actually kind of that's yeah, not, sad. That's sad disgusting. Sad, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Watching a child that young actually being carried out of a mm -hmm. a classroom, yeah. like, you can't even learn mm -hmm. at that age, and you're probably under five. Like, that's what's that actually setting you up for? And then it also brings you to the um, conversation about the school to prisons pipeline. Yeah where they're talking about yachts and these pupil referrals units, units yeah. and how you can actually be assigned to these centres from primary school. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They'll monitor your yeah. behaviour and then assign yeah. you. So it's like this kind of being assigned to fail. It doesn't just start, you know, when you turn 16 and it's exactly. like, right, oh, I want to be that. But yeah. there's actually a cycle. It's early, yeah. yeah, yeah that, very, from very, early on, very, early on, 100%. Because talk from my own experience is that we groomed ourselves. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like we... The, from the, my primary school, there was no hope. Mm. From primary school, I knew I was going to go to prison because, yeah, I come from a family that doesn't promote nonsense. Mm. But the environment I was in, do you know what I mean? My primary school was in the middle of an estate. Mm. We didn't have... There was probably like four or five white people in the whole school. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was normal to us. Mm. It was just proper rundown. But I remember like the things we was doing now when I look back like where did I get that from you know like, we used to roll up paper and pretend we're smoking weed mm. do you know what I mean that like, everything was bad everything mm. bad was good and everything good was, was bad, bad yeah. and it travelled into secondary school so mm. there was like a little subculture mm. we had where we ran from police before we was criminals mm. do you know what I mean that like, yeah. we literally used to boy them and dads are jumping over fences this one's running that way like you just feel like it's us against them. Yeah. You, you grow up in an outlaw society, but mm. it's it's hard to to pinpoint the moment where this begins. The, it mm. came, yeah, yeah. It's it's like it, that. I think the video example that you brought up is such a powerful thing because, like, at that age, you know that that child doesn't even know what he's mm. doing. Like that child doesn't un doesn't really understand fully what he's doing. Like mm. that child could probably just calculate that. Okay, this is 
a bad thing to do mm-hmm. but to the tone that he was yeah, speaking yeah. with like it was learned like, behavior exactly yeah. that's what yeah. they call it learned mm-hmm. behavior like you must have got that from a parent, a parent. or something that you've watched like you could see his cadence his yeah. tone yeah. the way he yeah. said it yeah. like he was even prompted yeah. not to say it again yeah. and he still went out and said it and yeah. he's even like talk like he's articulating himself although he's saying bad things yeah. but a child of that age he's At articulating right himself yeah right yeah, timing, yeah, timing like, exactly like right context yeah. everything like how does somebody know like how does somebody that young know that yeah. like if he was saying different words you'll be yeah. thinking this kid's actually yeah, mad yeah, intelligent yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, yeah. how does he know yeah. that so that means yeah. you've got an intelligent child yeah. A child that can catch on to things in the environment mm. quickly. What are you pumping into his head? The mm. fact that he he's at a, a a place in public where he feels like he needs to say that, and then he gets mm. prompted and told, like so he knows that that was bad yeah. what he said, yeah. and then he hits you with another bad thing. But it's just Dej, like yeah, this is something I want to touch on, yeah, because obviously we're we're all black people here, we're people of color, like mm-hmm. we know our culture. I think sometimes we are also very hypocritical as a community. Mm-hmm. And the reason I want to say this is because a lot of the things that we celebrate mm-hmm. are actually the things that contribute to our destruction. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. blame drill mm-hmm. or music because we know that there's social and economical factors and there's so many other things that mm-hmm. it's laziness to just blame music. Mm-hmm. But the fact of the matter is you, we sit around and we idolise criminals yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, more than probably apart from you could say working class white people who are they actually love their rogue criminals you know what I mean yeah. they, they love their heroes but mm-hmm. we idolise local criminals yeah. from young yeah. the music we listen to majority of it is yeah. negative yeah. you know the, the there's so much things that we celebrate yeah. that when we see it in our homes, we've got a problem. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, where do we have that filter? Again, I think this is, it's something, human beings in general, mm-hmm. we like violence. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Like, people love Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. They love all of, like, Narcos. Mm. Like, in general, human beings like violence, like mm. wartime movies, everything. Like, we just have, like, I think it's just innate in us that yeah, we kind of like yeah, violence yeah. and everything. Now, with black people, mm-hmm. I feel like that's even... It's even more <laughs> yeah, amplified. Yeah, yeah. Why? We can only speculate yeah, as to why. Yeah. It's probably because, again, like, you can speak about Maslow's hierarchy and us mm-hmm. always having to be in survival mode mm-hmm. from, like, generations yeah, ago. Yeah. Like, always just having to fight. Yeah. I, that's, but that's going to all... It's, it's all going to be speculation, basically. It could be mm-hmm. if something, like, biological that we're just physically stronger yeah. or we have more testosterone. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. Do you think with the generational thing, because they say generationally trauma can be passed down. Exactly, yeah. But I think when you, obviously, say you might have someone that's um, kind of, you know, grown up in money now, mm-hmm. but then their parents didn't have it so easy. Mm-hmm. Their parents' parents didn't have it so easy. So... Can, can they adapt to what they're growing up in now or will there still be kind of that generational trauma that mm. will kind of make the other side still more appealing? Mm. Because, you know, a lot of the time we say, mm. oh, you're, you grow up in the middle, your parents have yeah, money, why are you trying to have much more? We're yeah. just missing their own but, personal story. Yeah, but... Yeah. So, yeah, so you grew up with silver spooning in my favorite, yeah. favorite, but that person's parents came from poverty kind mm-hmm. of thing. So that inkling... Yeah. Do you think it's still there due to family ties the, or family? The, the way I the way I see it is like let's think about anything physical like biology and physiology. So your great like let's talk about I don't know if you guys watch the Game of Thrones yeah, but let's talk yeah. about like the Lannisters yeah. yeah. 
Mm. The Lannisters had blonde hair. Yeah. yeah. Blonde hair gets passed down, passed mm. down, passed yeah. down, passed down, passed down. Of course, it's not as like absolute as that, yeah. but that's kind of how the way physiology physiology works like mm. if you have blonde hair you're gonna have blonde hair mm. or blonde hair is going to be in it's your genes trait, yeah. like if you apply that same logic to anything psychological because psychology and biology are neighbors basically mm. so anything psychological can't just disappear because your circumstances mm. so change the genetic imprint yeah 100 percent. i definitely believe it can like mm. i think slavery will definitely still affect us yeah. for generations after yeah. generations just like mm. if you have radiation in your body yeah. like it's going to affect your children yeah. and maybe their children like so okay. if you apply those same logic like again this is all like this can't be proven like anything with psychology but, can't really be but what you're saying sorry to cut you it ties in with um the um mk sorry monarch programming did you hear about that no all right so the cia they um i think some i don't know if it was the 50s or 60s mm-hmm. they all they basically commissioned the um, mk ultra so it was a form of um, mind control. Mm-hmm. It's actually a, a declassified file, so it actually mm-hmm. did exist. So what they would do, they would use trauma mm-hmm. as a way of um, creating personalities. Because I, I think when people are under real traumatic um, situations, alter egos yeah, and yeah. develop and whatnot. And they were using these alter egos to um, transfer information. So they would use trauma to create a personality then they'll have buzz keywords to open up this personality plant information send you to that person mm. that person uses that word unlocks that other personality and then da, da, da. but they found that the study through the monarch butterfly is that the butterfly is very unique that whatever's learned from one generation mm-hmm. gets automatically passed down so if let's say the butterfly learns not to fly near um, a light bulb, light bulb. never done it before and it's got burnt but survived the information not to go near that light bulb it will be, be traveled down to the stern so they found that trauma does Can that be. so that's why they would have it's a bit of conspiracy theories here but they would have like um f- feeder families yeah. that would give them servants and children that would grow up to be okay. whatever yeah something to what you said about like somebody who comes from a middle class background and then their parents weren't Mm. like a lot of it is also belief so you could have money but come from a place of always feeling like you're in like there's a shortage Mm. and that those beliefs kind of direct the way you the way you act the way you perform and Mm. everything so like you, if you think that you don't, if you believe subconsciously mm. there's not enough money, you will carry that into the world yeah. and eventually you'll basically manifest that. Yeah, yeah. Whether you mm. have money now or not. Mm. And I, I think that it's those two things. It's the combination of trauma that's been handed down mm-hmm. or psychological, like, um, psychological tweaks that have been handed down yeah. from generation to generation. And yeah. also, like, even if you are, like, even if your parents are rich, you you know you're a black man. You know the majority yeah. of black people that are living like this. Like so, you know the the majority of people that look like you live like this mm-hmm. or act like this or um, aspire to be this. And you're never, no matter how rich you are, you can't get away from mm-hmm. like 
pop music or pop culture yeah, yeah, and yeah. like what you or the way the world sees you exactly yeah, yeah the media so like even as a, a rich black person or somebody that's grown up well you're always going to see that like whoa like actually yeah. most people in my culture or most people in my color like this like why am i not liking this just because i've got yeah. more money yeah. like mm-hmm. I, I i like this as well because this mm-hmm. is what my yeah. people kind mm-hmm. of like my people like rick ross yeah, yeah. my people like 50 cent even though so, his story isn't like my story yeah. but mm-hmm. he's black i relate to him i, did, I mm-hmm. identify with him so so how much of it is also misplaced aggression because if you look at a lot of successful uh, we've mentioned this before a lot of um successful um empires and societies mm-hmm. they've had a warrior class there was always mm-hmm. a um a respected um like yeah there was always yeah. a respected channel for people that want to be violent to actually go, go through and put it somewhere I mean? yeah. Like, yeah like we've had you know national service in the uk obviously the army you could say for the white people they can actually go to army we're not gonna go to the army mm. and unless we go to like a boxing club how else you know where, how where do you put that aggression yeah, yeah because yeah. we've got it yeah you know what I mean? even the, the ones of us that are not involved in crime. You, you don't want to yeah. be criminals. You mm. still want to punch someone in the face. Mm. You still want to... Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you talking to? Like, you, you think man's rolled certain people and yeah. they're not rolled, but yeah. they're, they're quick. But is it like the fact that in in sort of the public domain, mm-hmm. black men don't necessarily have a, like a, a authority mm-hmm. so that they... There's no way to exert that authority yeah. that need to, to feel like you are important and that mm-hmm. you matter so because of that they kind 100%. of 100% find we create these... we make ourselves yeah. celebrities do you know what I mean yeah. we, 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 made, we make ourselves important mm. you know what I mean we give ourselves superhero nicknames do you know what I mean that yeah. we, we we talk about each other we've we've got that amongst ourselves because they're not going to give it to us yeah exactly. but do you think we even get it from amongst each other we do we get some sort of um, what did, what's the word? Um, um, validation. Mm. You know what I mean. But you like, also get te- taught. Like you also get teared down. Because I think the tearing down as well. down isn't just outside the community. I think there's a lot of in community tearing down, and I think the biggest one is between a black man and a black woman. Mm. Yeah. That's the biggest. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you remove the outside community, when you know yeah. when you step but out your house, there's a full sense of security. Where, where, if you put your your mind in the in the mind of a fifteen year old, mm. and he's just getting his name out on the streets, mm. he's up, he's on in, on his high street, and he hears some girl say, "Oh, that's rare," and he's overheard them, and he mm. now knows that I don't know you, but you know me. Mm. So my name's come out of my estate. My name's come out of my school. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know me because of what I've done on these streets. Mm. That is one of the biggest buzzes. To, and, to, but to that's have. a buzz like yeah. you said once you reach 25 once you reach a certain age that buzz doesn't and then, carry and that's away why you anymore see idiots end up on the internet trying to yeah, find do, that do, buzz do again dumb, because it's done stuff, yeah. they, they, the vali- <laughs> remember validation is is, is a, is a is, I know but I feel like the validation that's being seeked is, has an expiration date on it I know. Yeah. because like once you get to a certain age that's not the validation that anyone's trying to give Most you we're trying cop- to give you validation like I saw a tweet the other day and yeah. the way it was describing what a real nigger is, yeah. I'm thinking when you get to a certain age, that's not how you would describe a real man. Like yeah. you're not looking for a real man. A real man is someone that traps and does yeah. this and then 
And then the guy with the nine to five is the vanilla guy. Mm. Yeah. yeah. When you get to a certain age, the real man becomes the one that's providing, but, but, providing the one that yeah, goes yeah. out and works for his family. These are the enablers, though. Mm? These are the enablers that we have in our community because yeah. when you're young, mm. it's a matter of fact that the, the prettiest girl on your estate the majority of them are not going for normal guys. Mm. When you it's when they when it's when they like they've had a few kids or they they've had a few bad experiences, then they come back down to reality. Yeah. But from my experience, the prettiest girls, the nicest girls, the girls that everyone wanted, liked a certain type of man. Yeah. And it's not always a bad thing because that was we've discussed what, what before. What was that certain type of man? There's certain characteristics yeah, that people might have that that is that is more seen in the criminal world because yeah. I don't like to always make it look like oh they just like criminals mm. because Conf- sometimes it's, it's just biology it's confidence yeah. it's status you know I mean? basically they like certain things but status. there's a there's a but sacrifice the girl in the state if she starts young yeah she's not normally going to be pretty for what a good couple of years <laughs> like yeah. she's going yeah. for those kind of guys yeah. she's attracting those type of men and what does that then the lifestyle she's going to have yeah just it's draining. I know, but we can't remember foresight is something we don't have yeah, as a community. Yeah. We don't have it. So when you're young, I thought my life would be set from yeah. by the time I'm nineteen or twenty. And it's so difficult to tell a young person that as well because yeah. again, it's like when I'm speaking to people, the one thing I don't want to do is just say something like say, "Don't do this." Like, this is the yeah. wrong thing yeah, to do yeah. because you're going to regret it in the yeah. future. Because at the time, if you could put yourself into their mindset, it seems like the right thing to do. Like, they're not thinking like a 15-year-old, 16-year-old yeah. yeah. or any younger doesn't have yeah. the mindset most times to think, okay, I'm, is, is this going to benefit me when I'm 21, 25? Like, that's yeah. so far ahead yeah. in your life, yeah, especially true. when you've only been alive for 15 exactly. years. Like, it's only now where we starting to think, okay, I can't do this because this is going to affect my credit score. And I, when I want to get a house, that's going to blah, blah, blah. A 15-year-old doesn't have the ability to do that, to think like, okay, if I do this, then it might affect my chance to go to college, which might affect my chance to go to uni. But the thing <laughs> is, a lot, of fif- a lot of 15-year-olds that are not living that kind of life can do can that. Can do that, yeah. And is it a thing of self-worth? And how do you package self-worth so that it's something that 15-year-old black boy wants to take on board and use it? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, whereas, not dismiss it like it's some... I don't know. Yeah. Mm. It's... I don't know. It's just... it's There's too many complexities. Too it's many. too sticky. Mm. Yeah. One thing we could, we could agree on is that there's not one answer to it. What do you think about weed? Nah, man, you don't even want to know. <laughs> if you see my, well, I got. Really, was on to you. I got. I've, I've had a, a massive tweet just yeah, like um, yeah, less yeah. than a month ago they about weed. I think I said. I said weed is the stealth killer of the young black man and the black community. Oh, they did like that. Because what? we smokers don't want to hear that stuff, yeah. you know. Like honestly, I said basically we need we all need to be working together to eradicate yeah. weed. Not entirely, but as it like becoming this cool thing. Weed. That's what I was getting. <laughs> I had to meet. I had to, I had to meet the tweet. And the matter thing is, I tweeted at like one. A, I tweeted at one a.m. Yeah, and I knew, I knew that people were gonna come for me. So I even, I even put at the end of the thread, I was like arguing with like a regular cannabis smoker is like arguing with a cactus yeah, honestly yeah, like yeah. I was like I'm not going to do it and I just had to mute the tweet yeah. because 
if I start getting into cannabis and what how cannabis is affecting us and mm. like just how it's going to affect us, not even now in like twenty years, like mm-hmm. I'm telling you, like it's going to be a situation where everybody's going to be like in twenty years where a bunch of research comes out. Everybody's going to be like, oh, I wish we never, never smoked did that, cannabis yeah. or blah blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. Let alone people yeah. calling for it to be legalized. Like no. it's just. It's just, it's just I, nuts. I think man. people like, are confused in the fact that, yeah, we know there's beneficial properties, but not f- always in the smoking form. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's common sense will show you that you're smoking. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> you're not you supposed mean? to be putting like, smoke into your body anyway. Like. You're, yeah, you're like, you're smoking. Like, but I think anything can't... that alters your mind, it's like you're putting your mental health at risk. You're actually putting it at risk. Yeah, but I mean, that's. For a plant, not even just anything yeah. else, for a yeah. plant. Yeah. Yeah. I think... And. I just think even that, if you people are abusing things, yeah. and it's like people are so scared to say you actually have an addiction. addiction yeah. yeah, and because weed yeah. is an addiction, up, just because we it's called weed, weed and, yeah. and it's it been made to be cool, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they yeah. think yeah. that it can't it's be an calm, addiction. Exactly, but yeah. you could yeah. be addicted to heroin, yeah. you could be addicted to crack. They're all drugs. You could be addicted to yeah. weed. And yeah. what does an addiction? Well. What does it cause? Yeah, I could talk about with weed. That was one of the biggest stumbling blocks for me in terms of like my ambition mm. because mm. I felt like without weed there was nothing that I had planned in my head that I wanted to do and da, da, da. and then the moment I started smoking weed you like weed became my it, god yeah, yeah. that was my god your motivation you is to I mean? get yeah, weed from, for that day yeah, basically like, it's just just burning literally just going in the blocks because obviously when you're like 15 you can't smoke at home yeah. so you literally try to smoke as much as you can mm. before you go home do you know what I mean? Or you try to walk off the smell, you know what I mean? And it just become, I don't know, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Like some people, because everyone always uses an example of someone that can function in it Wait. to a high they level. They always use creatives. Yeah. So they always say Bob Marley smoked it every day. Of course, or smoked something it like that, like, <laughs> <laughs> like Bob Marley. And then even but, then, you're talking about different grades, you're talking about different chains. And now everyone's like into like these really strong trains, like, it. I need it to be Cali, I need it to be this. Yeah. Like, but you're talking about someone that's probably just smoked mush. Yeah. Yes, mad. Again, and we don't, we don't even have knowledge of the the different strands yeah especially like people haven't even researched this yet so people at my level or above my level haven't even researched it in depth yet only now they're doing it and don't that it will be like longitudinal studies which take like 10 years five years Mm. 20 years and then the research will come out like we've got research on alcohol and cocaine and heroin drugs that have been a while around for time and have been known of for time and have been a problem for time we don't have the knowledge of these strands as like even at the top level so how is this 15 year old kid or 16 year old kid telling me that this does that and that one doesn't really do that like you don't know it's not regulated so you don't even know what's in it you don't even know what's smoking somebody can tell you that's cali Mm. and you're smoking maniosha or whatever they call it like you just don't know and if you don't know why would you put yourself into something that you don't know what especially mm. when you know it's not it's not something that's supposed to be going into the body anyway so then why would you do it with something you don't know part of our culture Culture, like we've actually accepted it it as you know it's normal now that irishman might like guinness that's become our guinness exactly that's that's what i said that's that's another thing i put put in the tweet i was like cannabis has become our drug of choice like every culture has that Again, mm. the Mexicans have like the cocaine. Even our like African parents, you'll see them smoking Guinness every yeah, night. Yeah. Like middle-aged white women take a glass of wine every yeah. night. You'll get some people that take it too far, yeah, yeah. and you'll get some people that take it in yeah. in like in little bits. 
the, the problem with weed is if if weed was like that for us then I wouldn't even be complaining I'd be like cool that's mm. calm no but weed is, is such a yeah. stealth like mm. it's like you don't even know what it's doing to you until it's too late like it's two years down the line and no one's gonna stop you from smoking weed because you can just go about your day and smoke mm. it before you yeah. go to bed every night and yeah. nobody even knows yeah. like you just smoked mm. it before you go to bed yeah. that's what a lot of these lot are doing or smoking it on their estate where you don't really have to go to work yeah. or whatever so it's not really affecting you at least with what I like about alcohol is if you take too much alcohol, <laughs> your body will start yeah. telling you that yeah. like, listen. Like even mm. if you take too much in one day, your body will tell you, listen, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna eject this from my body, mm. even from my mouth, even from my piss hole, or even from my anus. Like that's coming out of my body mm. one way or another. Heroin, same thing. Like clear overdose consequences. Mm. Crack cocaine, again, similar sort of thing. With cannabis, you can just keep smoking it. People are just like, and they even brag about it, you can't overdose yeah. on yeah. cannabis. You oh, just keep smoking we're more it. Accepted of people that are high than people that are drunk. Drunk, exactly. So if someone's yeah. drunk, we ain't got no tolerance for that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we don't have them around. They become antisocial, yeah. basically. But someone's high, high. they're the just going to corner, just, just, like, just going <laughs> to leave them there. Yeah. buzzing. Exactly. You know what I mean? And they, Do you, yeah. Do you no think s- it's a form of... It's self-medicating, self-medication, though, isn't yeah. it? Because yeah, a lot of people... people are suffering from depression, mm. they're not... I think mental health in the black community is not something that's spoken about yeah. really like that. Unless someone's really feeling confident and like, you know... They might speak about their experiences, but it's usually after, you know, they've yeah. come through it. But, you know, if someone's in a constant state of depression, they're not really going to say, yeah. you know, I'm 100%. depressed or whatever, yeah. but they're going to continuously keep self-medicating. Yeah, yeah. And it's obviously to cover that. 100%. Yeah. Like, the self-medication aspect of it, always going to be there always going to be a problem mm-hmm. just like again with any other drug like any like people use alcohol to self-medicate mm. heroin to self-medicate to kind of numb their feelings yeah. whether it's anxiety whether it's depression mm. like people are going to do it and people are going to continue to do it mm. i'm not even worried about that because that's something again like it's not specific to our culture that's mm. like something specific general, to drugs in yeah. general and mental health the problem with cannabis i have is that the way people start doing it is through experimentation. Mm. All drug users starts with experimentation as if mm. like, okay, there's a drug there. My boy is doing it. Let me just try and see how it makes me feel. Cool. Some people like it. Some people dislike it. That's like with alcohol. Some people, they're like, yeah, I like drinking. Some people are like, no, I'm not going to drink today. Mm-hmm. Some people have that middle ground. With cannabis now, the danger zone we're in is that it's become part of the culture. So I assess mm. a lot of young people or a lot of people that are like 21. Yeah. What, you don't I- smoke? Exactly. If, if you don't smoke, it's like, mm. like you not smoking is like not having a phone, basically. Mm. Like, how can you not smoke cannabis every other day? Like, as in, like, anytime you go to socialise, any time, no matter what you're doing, no matter what the motive is, whether you're going out, mm. whether you're staying in, cannabis is on the agenda. We yeah. don't have that same mind frame for alcohol. And no, everybody no. loves alcohol. Alcohol is yeah. like the most popular yeah. substance in the world to put into anybody's body. Yeah. But you know... At a funeral, yeah, you're not smoking alcohol. Like, it's like so now that's the, that's such a normal part of the culture to the point where it's an everyday thing now. Like people are smoking every day. This is like imagine somebody getting drunk every, every day. day yeah. Getting drunk every day. To be yeah. Exactly, hundred yeah. percent. You're getting drunk. Not not taking a glass of wine or not getting tipsy or even getting tipsy every yeah. day. There's there's something wrong there. But getting drunk. Every day, like it just makes no sense. And you're smoking, okay, you got one spliff, you're in a room where the smoke is just around you, that stuff's just coming in and out of your body consistently to the point where you just fall asleep. Mm. Like when you fall asleep when you're on alcohol, that means you're out, you're out of it, bro. Mm. like it's just I don't know and it's like that's such a, it's a normal thing. It's not that this is like, okay, today we're going to do this 
and that's going to be the last time we yeah. do it this like week or this month. Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, like let's so come. I, if I was like, oh, let me have food, I would literally have to book a flight to Amsterdam. Number one, because I've got a child, mm-hmm. so I can't be just in my house. Duh, duh, duh. But I might be, oh, you know, like, let's go Amsterdam. But it's like a once mm. in a year thing. Then it's recreational, do you know what I mean? Exactly, like, yeah. Oh, cool, yeah. then you come back to reality. Yeah. And the best thing I did, I never learned how to roll up. Do you know what it is? It's like what, you, what, like what both of you are saying. It's just, I think a lot of them actually... Now, obviously, I'm against people smoking weed, but my thing is, oh, I try to educate them so that if they're going to do it, put it into... Look at the model of someone that drinks alcohol, mm. recreational. Yeah. That normal guy wakes up, goes to work. Mm his day is done then he unwinds with a, a, a glass of wine, glass of wine yeah. or a beer they don't wake up and, oh, then, and then the first thing they're doing <laughs> yeah. is like, and then they drink if you do that you're mad exactly like, imagine people are living like that like they wake up and, and that's the first it. thing they call the it wake thing. and bake yeah. yeah wake and bake lunchtime yeah and and it it and is it yeah. part of the lifestyle though yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. what I'm saying it's, it's a culture it's, thing it's so dangerous yeah. people who want to go out and work there are young people who want to go out and there's go people out that yeah. are going to college doing this going yeah. to work but doing this that's it's like, like even in sec- secondary school just doesn't work like imagine you have to do secondary school seems long anyway to a kid yeah. like that doesn't really want to be there like me imagine you've woke up in the morning and you smoke you smoke something and then you have to go to school because I just started smoking weed heavy Doing that, you're gonna that, miss an exam. You know see that, that? You know you've, that you've been through school. That whole school is for the exam. You know, you know, you know that. Like, what do they call it? Um, that that when you leave school for you wasted bit, five years. Basically, I wasted five years. <laughs> you know that that with the exam leave. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Study yeah, leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Study leave. So I'm just at home, like I just learned how to bill it. So I'm doing it by myself, and I remember my brother come in the morning. Like he, he don't even live near me, but he come from Peckham. Yeah to Brixton because we were supposed to go together and I remember he's at my back garden window and he's knocking like he could see me and I'm just I'm just, <laughs> I'm just in the chair <laughs> I'm just in the chair and I'm like fuck that exam like, I'm not going <laughs> I'm buzzing like, I remember like I was playing um, I was with cassette tapes them times so the tape tape finished mm-hmm. but it was going shh Oh yeah. For long, so I'm so high. Mm-mm. I think, why am I wetting myself? Because <laughs> <laughs> you know, like the noise was just going on. I'm thinking, wow, like, what's going on? Where's that noise coming from? Am I wetting myself? I don't know. <laughs> and then when it stopped, it. That's like, ah, oh, like that's the cassette. Yeah. That's how fucked I was. But, but that's what, what I didn't like about it. weed. Yeah. It's like everything just slows down. Yeah. And yeah. Just yeah. Being when like they that. bought cheese in, I had the maddest yeah. hallucination. I was like, this shit is not for yeah. me. When they bought the cheese in, it was... Yeah. What's that? The, the, this whole grade called cheese. It's like everyone was smoking cheese yeah, for a minute. Yeah, cheese and then yeah. did And then came. I was like, this thing... And then rumours started going around that people were lacing the cheese with heroin. I said, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Cool. Yeah. I remember that... I have a... Ki- I have a ki- come out. Like, I, that was mad to us. Because uh? we was all smoking that mush and then... I remember White Widow and you seen all the little crystals and it was like, okay... Yeah, it's just all these little strange things coming out. Yeah, you, again, it's not, not regulated, so you don't even know. Like, I have a, I have a case now that's been smoked. He's addicted to crack because oh, his cannabis was being laced with crack every single yeah, time, and he was yeah. getting off the same mm. dealer. Yeah, and yeah. now he was, he was, he was addicted to crack. Basically. Yeah, and so did he, did he work continue uh, to yeah. go into the same dealer for his crack? Um, so he didn't even know he was addicted to crack. Yeah. He didn't That's know he particular strain. Yeah, he just wanted that. Like he just yeah. kept going to that yeah. same dealer because he was like, "This this cannabis this is, is this is lit yeah. basically." Yeah. And then it was found out that he's actually he's, lacing it. he's actually it's been it's being laced yeah. with, with crack. 
Yeah. Wow. So another thing I wanted to touch on is that obviously what you do is very like it's a professional job in it, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's almost um, you're breaking the mold of a stereotypical um, counselor. Counselor. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like if someone said a counselor or psychologist or someone that's doing what you do, mm-hmm. I would have thought a white man or yeah. someone. Da, da, da. So for me, one of the things that I like is that you're not, you're still one of us. Yeah. You're not stiff. You're not I still an speak alienated. Yeah. You're not alienated from the culture. Yeah. And you're a rapper, you're a musician. Yeah. That, you know, tell me about that. <sighs> it's it's good. It's amazing. Like, I think it just makes me relatable. I don't go into work telling these, like, I'm a rapper though. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that, like, you know, normally you have to go into work and you have to code switch, mm. change up the way you speak. Yeah. I've got to a level now where I'm so good at the job mm-hmm. and I can articulate myself so well, whether I'm using slang mm-hmm. or what's seen as good English. Yeah. Like, no one can really say anything to me. Yeah. I don't even have to code switch. It's like, so yeah. I'm good with professionals because I can yeah. speak to professionals. I've learned how to deal with them. And even when I'm in a, like a one-to-one therapeutic se- mm-hmm. session with like a young person, I just talk the way I want to talk. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I still... Like, they can see when they're talking to me, these lot are not dumb. So they can see when yeah. they talk to me that I'm informed from a psychological perspective yeah, regardless. And then the way I'm using slang mm-hmm. or the way I'm just bouncing off of their yeah. slang, like, yeah. normally they'll be in a session and they're having to tell the person yeah. that this means that yeah. Yeah. or, like, explain a word. And yeah. they don't have to do that to me. Even yeah. sometimes I use the slang before they use yeah. the slang. Yeah. Like, sometimes I even overcompensate with yeah. using the slang yeah. just so yeah. they understand course, that, listen, yeah. I know... Yeah. Like I'm, I'm more relatable to you than the next person, yeah, basically, yeah. and that helps the relationship so much. They probably, like sometimes it's like it blurs the boundaries because, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. you yeah. know, some of them will try try to take it too yeah. far. Like be like, can you hold? I need you to hold something for yeah. me. Like somebody will tell me to hold something <laughs> for them, and I'm just yeah. like, that's not what this kind of <laughs> yeah, this yeah. kind of thing is. But in general, like it's so yeah. helpful. It's so amazing. Like yeah. I have cases that always just like they want to come back and yeah. see me. Yeah. And the matter thing is, I don't. I'm such an unorthodox counselor. So it's not like I'm gonna sit you down and be like, yeah. tell me about your life today. Yeah. Like it's literally just we're having a conversation, yeah. and I'm just I'm just there to psychoeducate yeah. you, motivational in- interviewing problem solving decision making mm. all of that kind of stuff just going over yeah. what you're doing do in you, your week do you find that sometimes there's an over reliance on you because in my where i work i'm the only one with my set of skills, skills. That, so, so, so sometimes it's that sadiq this sadiq that, that sadiq yeah. that like, and i'm like that's not even my guy yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not your case I yeah, that's yeah. not even my guy yeah. like, I don't speak to him but yeah. now I want to speak to Sadiq I want to speak to Sadiq and yeah. you feel like that happens you know what mine is it's weird because I can imagine it being like that and it sometimes yeah. is that but the structure of my job is I work on this team called SAVU the Suburb Anti-Violence Unit mm-hmm. on this team we have um, people from the Job Centre people from Suburb Works which mm-hmm. is like um, their gangs workers yeah. people from St. Giles okay um who are like mentors yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. And the maddest thing, we've got a housing officer um, and then a few probation officers, a police mm-hmm. officer on the team as well. The maddest thing is we have black people that are kind of just like me, okay. but just aren't psychologists. Yeah, yeah, it's like they're yeah. just as relatable to these young people than me. Yeah. Even the gangs workers, to be yeah. honest, are even more relatable to the young people than I am, yeah, basically. Because yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not a gangs worker. I yeah. never went to prison. Like, yeah. he went to prison or yeah. didn't go through some of the things that he went through. Yeah. So I don't really have that problem at the moment. There's a couple times where 
every probation officer wants me to yeah, see their gang's yeah, case because yeah. it makes them feel a bit more comfortable yeah. and it takes the pressure off of them yeah. and they feel like they can get a bit further down. But I'm happy to do that. Like yeah. I think that's good self-awareness and just awareness of your case basically yeah well. exactly yeah. if you can't do something there's no way you can't dress up relatability yeah like you can't yeah. go into a yeah. meeting and start speaking slang yeah or you can't go into a meeting and change your skin yeah. color or yeah. your gender yeah. or anything like and even if you do try to make yeah. yourself like force the relatability people are going to see through that yeah. the young people are going to see through that mm. so if you know that there is somebody that is a bit more relatable yeah. than you and might get better results why mm. not refer them like yeah yeah that's yeah. the smart thing so to do, do you yeah. think in london because i know everyone has a conversation or oh, um, because we're not policing our, it's our communities that need to be policed maybe we need more black police officers and then everyone's like no we don't need we don't want to be policed whatever so do you think more people of colour should be getting involved 100%. in these roles Every such job. as you know probation probation yeah 100% police officers just breaking that stigma like it's like what you said said it's mm-hmm. why do we hate police before we even know yeah before police have even done anything to us like we just have this hostility to police because think, yeah but i think with police is very conflicting because you're gonna see something every day as a black yeah, person that's gonna make you yeah. not whether yeah. you're involved yeah. or not you're gonna yeah. see something because of the history yeah and we're not even understanding that seeing these things you know these videos that keep going viral even if it's on the moon and it's a black person that's being treated unjustly. It hurts that you. Has yeah, an yeah, it, it touches you, yeah. And you know, because we can't necessarily do anything directly about it, I think what we do do comes out in our hate I towards them. Exactly, yeah. So it's like, we can't really do nothing to you, but I'm going to stand in solidarity with, with that person. Yeah. And I'm and saying, I'm gonna, I don't like yeah. Yeah, exactly. You've now affected me. Yeah. I think that's kind of... Plus also, their whole point is about authority. So they're going to exert that authority in the most prominent, prominent way. way. Yeah. And yeah. they'll do it more so with the groups of people they think are least, like, willing to stay in line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I think in Camberwell, like, a couple of months ago, something happened where, like, um, somebody was shooting the police, but it never made the news. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. There's a, I feel like there's a reason why it never made the news, because other people are going to see that and it think, oh, OK, them. like, they've done that, so what? now we, we can start rebelling. Yeah, yeah. And there's a, yeah. there's a whole order that needs to be in place, like, yeah. civil order, and so their authority mm. is, <laughs> has to be paramount for in, I mean, I say paramount, but in order for to ensure the c- civility, but yeah. it's just like the police one is is such a sticky situation. I think again, like yeah, it's it's even like naive of me to say like why would there be some sort of hostility because of all the history of pr- mm. police brutality and police against mm. black people. You can understand why that's there, but I think at this stage now we need to be as our at people at our level who are. Are educated need to understand that we need to teach the younger people that without police really and truly a lot of us wouldn't even be here like a lot of us couldn't survive without police without that police structure in place mm-hmm. basically like imagine you're a gang member mm-hmm. and there's no police officer like there's no police yeah, yeah, like nice. for one yeah, night yeah, yeah. or there's, there's no the purge order, yeah the purge for one night yeah, you're going to yeah. be the first person that gets killed yeah. because you're yeah. in a gang and people are going to be yeah. looking for you yeah. It's yeah, about it's, it's that. It's a sticky one, and it's something think, that yeah, I, think, I feel like we yeah. struggle with it because obviously, if someone's car gets stolen, you're calling police. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna call police. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Yeah. I can only talk about my own personal, and I've got very bad relationship with police, and they make me feel uncomfortable. Mm. Do you know what I mean? To the point where I just can't even talk properly around them. I feel like electric. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I just because they've done things to me. They've done things to my friends mm. 
they leave a you know what I mean? A, it leaves a, a thing. Yeah. So ima- imagine this. That's, it's good that you yeah. say this. This is the kind of counselling that I would do. Yeah. You've just said that, yeah? Yeah. That you've harboured a feeling. Yeah, definitely. You're a white policeman. Yeah. Imagine a white policeman has the same story you have. Yeah. But just not yeah, about yeah. a policeman, about a black boy. Yeah. What would you say about that policeman for judging you based on his experience of another black man? And he, yeah. he's treating you in a way because of yeah. his experience of another I black man. It. I fully get it. And I've, I've, finally, I've, I've actually seen the, the, the breakdown of someone's whole psychological um, view of us. Yeah. Um, this was, was in Portland, um, Young Offenders. And there was a, Portland's a very secluded area. Mm-hmm. It's like on the south coast, Weymouth. And we got a new prison officer, um, white guy. He, he's local guy, so he's probably had no experiences with black people. Um, and he was humble, quiet. He didn't stamp, he didn't throw his authority around. And we used to just go, hey, rookie! Hey, rookie! Like, we just badding him up, yeah. left, right and centre. Like, hey, rookie! Like, we'll go down on surgery and we're, t- we're just taking extra pieces of chicken and looking at him in his face that proper disrespect <laughs> yeah. after a while that's it it's a nicking like he just started he just started saying fuck it like yeah. I'm not having yeah, it from you that's anyway. what I was going to say like you know the, oh, their over exertion sometimes yeah. that's I it's think that's come from fear t- yeah. and I think they actually have a fear of us yeah. as well exactly 100% yeah it's kind of like a two way thing I wouldn't say we necessarily we do fear them because you know if they're doing badness yeah, then you know they yeah, catch yeah. you you're yeah. going to get a fear that oh they're going to catch you you're going to go yeah. to jail that kind of thing but, but I think on their side as well I do think there's a fear that comes from them because even when you look at a lot of these cases um go to America when they're saying that they've, you know, shot someone because they thought they was going to draw a gun. A lot of it is drawn from their own personal fear. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, they're but shocked. then also, I think innate racism but, 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 does exactly. play a part. Yeah. 100%. But that's the thing. Maybe there should be some sort of um, testing of everyone's cognitive reasoning mm, every they... period of time. Mm. Like maybe yeah. every t- you know, like if you're a personal trainer, every year you need a certain amount of points to stay on the register, mm-hmm. the reps register. Mm. You have to go through some sort of training Maybe they need that because yeah. The main thing is like that could be done, but it would have to be done in such a like experimental way where it's yeah. not like covert or where it's not like it's not as simple as because they probably have those systems yeah. in, but it's like it's a simple a questionnaire like yeah. are you racist? Do you have racist tendencies? What would you do in this situation? Mm. Blah 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 blah. Whereas that's easy to pass yeah, like, yeah. but to actually see like there was an experiment that they did time ago. They don't really do experiments like this anymore where. You, they flash like a, they'll flash a black man's face on the screen, and then you have to put down the first word you think of in your mind, or you have to pick a word from four words. But you haven't, your brain hasn't processed like consciously yeah. that you've seen the black face because it's it's popped so far. Yeah. And then they did it on a bunch of people, and they, I think they found that like if you were to see a black face, then they pick more negative yeah, words when when it comes to the word picking than if they see a yeah. white face. It's things like that yeah. where you can you can see whether people have innate racism. Yeah. But again, I've got my own perspective on racism. Like, yeah. I think everybody, like, I think yeah. every human being, yeah. you like your own yeah. more than you like yeah. other other races, other genders, yeah. other whatever. Yeah, but that's fine until you are in the position of, of authority of, to harm exactly. or prevent yeah. somebody that's, from that's the difference, getting yeah. a job or doing mm. something else. Yeah. Every, that's exactly the difference. Yeah, I, when the documentary, when they see us, that came on, mm. that was literally innate racism. racism. That woman was operating off of, not off of, you know, 
what has been going on and mm. off what's of, happened you know, to her. Yeah, off of evidence, off of anything like that. Something in her mind, yeah, yeah. Off of being a, you know, trying to be a good lawyer and find the people who've done this to the woman. She operated purely off yeah. of innate racism. Mm. And then you've got to think, it's so easy for people like that to get into these positions that, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure there's good police officers. I'm sure there's good, like, there's good in everything. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, how are they overrided by those who are who bad? Are just, yeah, purely yeah. evil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, ah. man. But just lighten up a bit. I see your video with like, a top off and all sorts. Oh, don't do this, man. Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. You can't. You can't flip the conversation like that. You can't flip the conversation like that. Top off and Don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. What's all that about? What's, what's, that, what's the angle? So what, what do you mean? I'm just clear. What do you mean? What are you saying? I've got a video out, basically. I've, I released Music a video, like, uh, yeah, a week ago, basically. And, um... What, don't do this, man. Don't do this, honestly. <laughs> don't do this. Yeah, but that angle, it was basically just me kind of recreating Astra's um, You Don't Have to Call video, yeah. basically. That's all I wanted. I wanted to make a video, where you a, a song where you could get ready to... And that's how I did it. Mm. So don't, say, you... mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't say mmm. Don't say mmm. Thank you. Because obviously that in today's... Um, what is your style anyway? What is Because I saw a freestyle of you the other day. Yeah. And you was very technical. Yeah, that's you crazy like because... Technical. And then with this, this is more like wave. Yeah. So, so like, you have to... I think you have to play it smart in... In music, oh, why are you gonna talk to her here and now? This is, this is, this is an ambush, man. They can show their little their friends and that. But how can you? How are you gonna play it loud here while we're doing a podcast? Surely that's surely that's something you. I just want to see the visual. Surely that's something you watch at home, right? How did you get it so quickly? Anyway, you. I don't understand. I was searching. Um, so yeah, it's like it's literally about being smart. Like I'm, a, I've always been like when I was doing gram, I was always like very lyrical. Yeah. But um, that doesn't really pop off. Yeah. Like, if yeah. you want to start making money off of music, yeah, you've got to go with like exactly. You yeah. kind of got to change up a bit, not yeah. compromise your whole um, yeah, your whole sound or your whole style. Yeah. But you kind of have to change it up a bit. And it's yeah. like there's certain rappers that taught me that dumbing down your lyrics actually makes you a better rapper sometimes mm. especially when you've proved that you can still you can do, do the yeah. proper rapping can so, you give us some examples of rappers that, that you reckon Drake like Drake is amazing yeah, like Drake yeah. is a proper lyricist yeah. like when he needs to get lyrical but then he's still got some like proper shallow lyrics melodies and, melodies yeah, yeah and just yeah. like flows and everything yeah. and he's he's mastered it so well bro like Drake yeah. is not somebody as lyrical as Kendrick Lamar no. or J. Cole yeah. but he just knows how to take it down and yeah. to make himself sound yeah. like rubbish. And that's why a lot of, not rubbish, but a lot of these rappers that aren't lyrical are getting bare shine. Yeah. Yeah. I saw a tweet the other day, like, nobody wants to hear, like, lyrical rapping no. all the time, no. all the time, no. all the time, all the time. Yeah. You prefer lyrical? Talk. See, I prefer lyrical like more in freestyles. I can listen to, like, you see, like, yeah. a Funkmaster Flex freestyle yeah. with someone real okay. lyrical and mm. I'm proper, can dig it. But then I might not necessarily place, listen yeah. to their song. Song, yeah. 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 But songs, I think, is more vibes. Vibe, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. songs are based on your vibes, what you're feeling, yeah. like, whatever. So when, you know, it's not every day you want to hear You hear lyrical, conscious, conscious stuff, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not even yeah. feeling like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I find it, I struggle to listen to conscious rap. Yeah. Same. Yeah, struggle. So weird. Yeah, unless it's... 
unless they've done it in a way where like remember like Dead Press yeah, it yeah, was aggressive that. so you didn't even realise it was, that it was conscious, conscious yeah, but yeah, yeah. when it's proper straight Shake. that common I can't, yeah. can't I just can't mm. I, I wish I could because yeah. it, 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 it triggers me because then I realise I corrupted but the thing is like rap comes from a resurgence it comes from aggression yeah, so yeah. it needs to have that, that kind of flavour yeah, like, yeah, it can't yeah. just be I don't know like common... it's good for them like I don't like, I'm not going to knock it but for me I need ignorance yeah yeah, yeah. that's what people want ignorance yeah. shallowness yeah, that's but it. it's mad because at the same time as a father as someone that is trying to do better I feel like I don't Perhaps when you're gonna stop. Yeah. You know I mean? And music's yeah, such a powerful educator yeah. as well. Like people get like, a lot from music, yeah. like subconsciously, consciously. Like you would want your child to be feeding into good stuff, good stuff or like yeah. insightful. Because my son went to Barbados with yeah. my mum, and now my son's like one of his favourite songs is Lean on Me. Okay. So now I could turn yeah. on Lean on Me. Yeah. They'll just be there sitting singing yeah. Lean on Me. Yeah. But then, yeah, if you know what his favourite song is from like me or his dad, it's completely opposite. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, <laughs> the balance is You need crazy. a balance, yeah. Yeah. Then he really likes, you know, um, the Joanna song by Afro B. Oh, yeah. He loves Love that, that song. song. Yeah. Like, so it's funny, like yeah. with children, they kind of pick up. They go, mm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so what's your, because um, I see you uploaded on your. Um, on your own channel, yeah. You want to plug? I don't need to plug now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't need see to plug. You see him on Twitter, if you're yeah. On Twitter, and the links will be there. But obviously, I see you put it on your own channel, yeah. Rather than going through like the traditional platforms. Yeah. So how do you? I've never been a fan of. It's mad because Stormzy was just tweeting about this today. I've never mm. been a fan of Grime Daily, Link Up TV. I rate yeah. what they do for the culture, but I think. I rate what they've done for the culture, but I still yeah. think that they're money dri- driven, basically. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's always dangerous. Yeah. So I went to Universal last year. Mm-hmm. They were interested in a song that I made. Mm-hmm. So they were helping me do a bunch of stuff behind closed doors. Okay. They told me to put out a video. Now, mm-hmm. in this meeting with Universal, I was like to them, I don't even want to go on Grime Daily. Yeah, I'd rather put yeah. it on my own channel. They were like, no, it needs to be on Grime yeah, Daily. Yeah, yeah. So I ended up taking the Grime Daily route simply because I didn't really want to it's universal yeah, yeah. I'm not trying yeah. to piss off universal blah 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 end up taking the grand daily route just a terrible experience like they charge you to put your song on the channel that they monetize off that they monetize yeah. off they don't really promote it anyway yeah. they upload like five videos a day yeah. so like your video gets clogged yeah. up in something else yeah. like um, you do get more views from it but the views you're getting aren't really like natural like I'm I wanted curious. to hear this joint mm. yeah it's like this was the next song in the playlist that came on by accident. Now mm. I'm listening to it. Do I capture that person in the 30 mm. seconds where they listen or are they going to skip and go back to what they were yeah. originally wanting to do? It's like, so all of the views are really a facade. Like it's just a good yeah. number, yeah. 18K, 25K. It doesn't yeah. really mean that people came to yeah. you for that and yeah. vibed with that and yeah. are replaying that. So I never wanted to go on Graham Daily, but it happened. I've had the experience and I'll never do it again. Mm-hmm. Like that 350 pound or 300, 280 pound or however much you pay them to yeah. get onto the channel, you can put that into marketing. Like yeah. you can run YouTube adverts, mm-hmm. Spotify adverts, 
Instagram adverts, Twitter adverts, like, and £350 gets you a long way if you're mm-hmm. pumping all of that into an advert. Mm. So I would just advise nobody ever, like, don't go to Grime Daily because mm-hmm. they're just money-driven. Like, they're yeah. only going to promote you if they, like, it, the artists that they know are going to do well, they give them yeah. what they call Grime Daily yeah, Premiere. Yeah, yeah. The which, headline spot. Exactly, a spotlight yeah. where it's like they're driving the views there. Yeah. And you can tell they're definitely monetizing those videos. So it's just mm-hmm. like... They're getting bad people. They have no quality control. So it's like, yeah. you'll find really good videos there. You'll find really bad videos yeah. there. As long as you've got peas, you're getting onto the channel, mm. basically. They'll take your peas, make money off your video. Mm. And do, you, so you do, do you feel like, because I can't remember us having a conversation with, but the, um, the, the, the outcome was basically, uh, do you remember about 10 years ago mm-hmm. when Gigs was putting out videos on channels that were like called two, four, five, six, seven. You know, like, the, yeah. the channel name was just some random... Random thing, yeah, just name, to get the video on there. Yeah, yeah, but the views were still there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people had um, videos on obscure, random YouTube mm. channels. Yeah. But there was no sort of um, stigma behind it. Yeah. Like now, <clears throat> talk to a, a young listener, before they even entertain a video, it's like, how many views has it got? Got exactly and who uploaded it exactly and then that to them determines at least how good it's like yeah of how of, how of, how yeah. encouraged i am to listen to yeah. this or how good it is basically mm. yeah again it's like grime daily sbtv they did a lot to get us to a very good place yeah. but now they're kind of setting us back so like yeah. they've raised the standard of how many views you should have yeah. like yeah. 10k 15k yeah. when really that's it shouldn't that shouldn't be the yeah. standard but now that is and you can only get that off their platform, off their platform. almost as if yeah. you're guaranteed. Where them. before it wasn't like that. Exactly, yeah. So how do we get the power back? I think Especially. we're taking it back now. Like a lot of people, a major change in music that's happened recently is that they've started adding video streaming numbers to the charts. Mm. So like if you get lo- loads of Spotify streams, yeah. loads of Apple Music streams, they, they go towards like your chart position. Yeah. And now they've added YouTube to that. Yeah. So imagine that's why bare people are putting their songs out, their videos out on Thursday. Yeah. And then the song drops on Friday. So it's like, they're getting those first week numbers if you really want to chart. And a lot of black people are charting now because of this. Like you see that bare. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So now when people, because of that, people are starting to put it on their own channels. They're starting to go back Mm. to their own channels just to add to the streams. And that's taking power off Grand Daily Mm. now because they're not getting all the videos that they would have got before basically. And people are now building their own channels. There's like a lot of, advertisement that you can do anyway like yeah. you could actually pay yeah. to have your video on top of um, on top yeah, of like yeah. grind and you can pay to, for them to place it in grand daily yeah. like amongst grand daily's thing but still on your own channel but still on your own channel okay. yeah because that's what that was going to lead on to my next question because i was going to ask what words of an like what advice would you give someone that wants ownership mm-hmm. but they don't want to like struggle because you know how many people put out their a lot of good music on yeah, the old channel really, it doesn't really no get heard yeah has heard it and I think it could a, be quite discouraging I think it's about being tactical if you know you've got a good song and you don't have the ability to market yourself mm. so now I've got a good marketing platform because of my Twitter yeah and my yeah. Twitter is like I get a lot of impressions yeah, on my Twitter yeah. so it's like that's a good platform yeah, if that was yeah. somebody else's platform if it wasn't my platform then somebody might come to me and be like I'll give you money to put this on my yeah. on your platform yeah. I've got that now yes. you know you haven't got that then maybe consider Grime Daily but as you're considering Grime Daily always 
note to yourself that this you is a swindle. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like this is a swindle and you need to get out of this swindle yeah. as quick as you can. Yeah. That's what I've been saying to some people about record deals. Like some record deals, you know it's a swindle. You know that they're going to be making money off of you. Mm-hmm. But once you get out of that swindle, you have a yeah. better platform yeah. and then you can start doing it by yourself, yeah. basically. So what, what do you reckon are the best type of deals? That where... Um, because uh, obviously we're not if we, if we, if we look on both perspectives mm-hmm. we look at um, an artist mm-hmm. with a street buzz yeah he's got a name mm-hmm. and then we look at someone who needs a machine mm-hmm. talented but they need more like vocalists because it's hard for vocalists to just come out and get a street buzz yeah so what are the best deal situations for both I would say for me it's mad because I'm only just learning about all of this now like the ins and outs of deals and what's the standard and everything. <laughs> I would say, look at single deals. Mm. One or two single deals mm-hmm. where you know, like have your good song there, mm-hmm. get a one or two single deal. Make sure that you've got like a good marketing budget. So for, mm-hmm. they'll give you a good, they'll give you like a 10K, 15K marketing yeah. budget. Yeah. Make sure that marketing is on point. Yeah. So like, it's like once you've given them, so you've given them a good song, you know mm-hmm. that, okay, they're probably going to take 80% of the song after the recoup yeah. so like let's say they give you 10k a 10k um marketing budget you've got 10k they're gonna make until that song makes them back 10k you're not gonna get paid nothing yeah that, yeah. To- that song has to make them back so it's everything. like publishing basically exactly yeah then once you've made that 10k back for them yeah. then they're gonna take 80 percent. you're gonna take 20 percent. that feels mad like a record label are taking 80 yeah. percent of your work yeah. and you're only getting 20 percent yeah and the song is gonna be on like a massive platform yeah. i would say use them for that Get yourself to a place. Make yeah. sure it's a single deal. So that means you're not tied into anything. Yeah. You give them two singles, basically. Get yourself to a place. Because once they promote the track, they can't promote the mm. track without promoting yeah. you. Your yeah. name's attached to yeah, the track. So it's good for exposure. Exactly, Wiley yeah. was doing that, innit? Wiley was just... Well, I say Wiley was just doing single deals and... I don't even know his yeah, story. Yeah, I think he, that was his formula for Yeah, I think single deals are amazing. Yeah. I don't need... And then see if you're... Like, there's some people that have the ability to do things themselves, like to market themselves, to know where to do things. If you're one of those people... You don't need, even need a deal. Mm-hmm. Like You can just keep doing single deals or release singles yourself. Yeah. If you're one of the people that want things done for you, then I would say yeah. get into a record deal. But look at that cl- look at that record, whatever that deal is, look at yeah. it closely because you don't want them to be... Like, um, I was reading up on it the other day and it was like, I was reading something that said record labels are not charities. Mm. They're not here to make you successful. Mm-hmm. They don't care about you. It's like it's basically like a job. They'll give you a contract. Yeah. You have to make them yeah. money basically. Yeah. They don't care about you. They're not they don't care about your sound. Or, yeah, exactly. They don't care about your sound. Mm-hmm. You might get an A and R that likes you or a label head that likes mm-hmm. you, but really, as a corporation, mm-hmm. Universal, Warner, Sony, they don't care about you. These are mm-hmm. corporations that are known for making money from mm-hmm. several different avenues. Like yeah. they're the biggest corporations in the world, basically. Yeah. Universal, Warner, Sony. Yeah. All they're about is making money. If you can't mm-hmm. make them money, then they don't What's care the about you exactly. Yeah. Okay. Interesting, because you don't normally hear that, and it kind of leads back to a lot of other things in terms of career choices mm. that people make. Sometimes because we don't have anyone who's done that ahead of us, we don't know what kind exactly. of choices it's, to make. Mm. We don't know how to perform once we we're in the job to go to the next, next level. level. And mm. yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm one of these people that I've got a big mouth anyway. So when I do sign whatever I'm gonna sign. I will be, I'll, you'll see me, like, I'm transparent mm-hmm. on Twitter. I'll yeah. be tweeting a lot. I'll be saying how it is. But, yeah. like, all of this, like, record deal stuff, it's not as glossy as it yeah. looks. Like, even in advance, like, yeah. we have found a way to make an advance look like, 
ah, oh, you got paid loads of money like, yeah. because you're sick. Yeah. No, an advance is literally, if they give you a 100k so advance, no, yeah. then that means you have to give them a 100k back. Yeah. Like you have yeah. to make a 100k for them, basically. Yeah. That's what an advance is, as in, we're going to give you the money ahead of time yeah. because we know we're going to get it back. That's so not about, ah, uh, you're so good that yeah. we're going to give you yeah. this money to yeah. go out and splurge on cars. Yeah. Like, no, that money is to live off yeah. while you're making yeah. us yeah. the yeah. money back. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah. So, that's, so, that's so, all so, it is. Right. But we make it seem like, ah, uh, Drake got paid a million pounds. Or Little Wayne got two million pound, or and even rap, rappers put it in their lyrics like yeah, I got yeah, I just got paid yeah, a million yeah. dollars like that's nothing yeah, to brag about, bro. That truth, that yeah. means you're in debt like yeah. you're in a bigger debt yeah, basically like yeah. you have to pay them back a million pound like yeah. it's mad how before I thought an advance was like some amazing thing yeah. when people were telling me the actual logistics so yeah. you could tell them I don't even want an advance yeah. I'm happy to live off give yeah. me one k advance all you need yeah. to make them back is one k yeah. and then you start making money for yourself yeah. yeah. True. It's mad. It's like it's it's crazy. Like the way these things work. And even now, I don't even want to sound like an expert because I'm still learning. I'm yeah, still yeah, yeah. well within the mix of it. Game. Yeah. But I learn quickly. That's good. That's the good thing. That so. is. That is. And you're you're right about you are ex- um, outspoken. I've seen it myself. Yeah, um, yeah. So I know that would um, serve you well. Hiba, you were saying um, earlier what you do. I'm in the spotlight now. <laughs> yeah. Like we 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 ain't forgot you. So the funny thing about being a creative, yeah, yeah, is that, like I said earlier, unless the world validates you, it's very hard to pinpoint what you do. So I yeah. I would do anything along the lines of producing a documentary mm-hmm. or writing, screenwriting. I produced a magazine. I did that in 2016. I was called Taming Lions. And the reason why I did that is because I wanted to be an editor mm-hmm. and I went back to university to, and did some postgraduate BS. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to swear on here? Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> some postgraduate bullshit. And um, at the London College of Fashion. And I came out of that after like a year or so. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't get an internship. At this point, I'm a mother. I'm making a 360 in my career. And mm-hmm. I want to be creative because... You know, after maternity, you start rethinking your life. You start reevaluating, mm-hmm. and you start asking yourself, like, "What do bug? I really want to do?" Yeah. You know, I, when I graduated in the first instance, I just wanted money. Yeah. I just wanted a job, a good job that would please my parents. X, Y, Z. Did that for five years, and then I was just like, "This isn't enough." So I wanted to go back to being creative, and um, I couldn't get an internship. All my mm-hmm. other like classmates were doing internships at Condé Nast this that and the third and I'm just like is it my abaya mm. like is it the headscarf that I, I wear ask you that. like is it because of my self-confidence because at this point like I had other things going on in my life so mm. um I wasn't sure if it was me or if it was the way I looked or xyz so I ended up working in Harrods um it was supposed to be a six-month stint I was there for like two and a half years, <laughs> as you do. This girl, this girl, you there? <laughs> <laughs> Still got friends there. <laughs> so um, I did that, and then essentially what happened was I was surrounded by other creatives, mm. like artists, photographers, mm-hmm. illustrators. Everybody on the shop floor is depressed. Yeah, no word of a lie. Yes, we're ki- we're kitted out in designer that we genuinely can't afford Afford. (laughs) but (laughs) we're all depressed and I just didn't like the feeling of coming into work and I turned 30 on the shop floor 
And for me, that was a big thing because mm. I was like, this isn't where my life should be mm. at. But you come to a point when when you, you realise that actually there is no tick box. And once you get on the wheel, mm -hmm. your life transforms rapidly. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have to you have to also be compassionate to yourself. Like, mm -hmm. and it just goes back to the fact that we, the earlier conversation before you recorded, because that was some juice <laughs> um, about the fact that, you know, your our parents came here with very, uh, when I say our parents, but my parents in particular came here with very kind of rose tinted glasses, wanting a lot, a lot for me to achieve. And, yeah. and like it, it took a lot of learning and understanding what this society is about and catching on. And mm. it took the best part of my young adulthood. So I'm there in the, on the shop floor, I'm turning 30, feeling really depressed, feeling like I'm, I'm worthless as a mother because I'm not providing. Mm. I'm, I'm also divorced at this point. So I'm, I am the main provider. Mm. And I'm thinking like, okay, at uni, I knew I learned how to do, I learned how to design a magazine. Very, I didn't even learn how to design a magazine. I just, I did have like one semester or one session mm -hmm. on InDesign. And I thought, I can work it. So I started convincing people on the shop floor, you can illustrate. Do you want to illustrate? Do you want, <laughs> yeah. do you want to do yeah. this? Do you want to do that? So you can, you can take photos. You want to be a photographer. Let's set up a, a shoot. Let's, let's put something together mm. and produce it. And from that, it just kept growing and growing. I left my job to finish it. I went to Dubai and long story short, I finished it there. Um, I was given a space by a mag another magazine called Brown Book. And they loved what I did and they wanted to support me. So they allowed me to use the space there. So for six weeks, I completed it on my little MacBook. Um, and that opened up doors. So that just started, yeah. I just started having new conversations with different kinds of people. And that's how I got my career job at Community Links, mm -hmm. where I met you. Well, we didn't meet up there, Babs, but yeah. where we kind of connected. Um, and the reason why they hired me, they hired me there to basically run a program to support women to get back into work. And my premise was that I had fallen off the work, the sort of work life, because I was a mum and I wanted to That's do what a three sixty. Do you think kind of after you have children? Because I graduated yeah. um, in ch like childcare, early ch children's development. But I find, what I found after I've had him, he's free. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's like you go through this whole midlife yeah. kind of crisis kind of thing. And Absolutely. it's like, because I've done everything from being a nanny to being a cardo driver. Yeah. Like I was driving a van. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I've done everything mm. just to, and I found it more so to fit around being a mother mm. yeah. because it's like Oof. you have all these hours you can be given these hours in the nine to five that pays so much mm. and it's like okay i've got to pay for childcare. my child's not at school age yet mm. so now you've got to do nursery yeah. Yeah. you've got to think oh but i might be a bit late so they've got to go to yeah. after school, school club, club. Yeah. you have to pay for that yeah. Yeah. yeah then it's like yeah. the guilt as well i'm missing yeah. out on so much you know mm. yeah because the hours I it's like i'm missing out i'm actually going through that, that yeah since i took custody of the girls the week i took them I was headhunted by another company. Yeah. And they, they literally was looking to almost double my salary. Yeah. And um, I asked them, like, these are hours that I do, I'm looking to do because I've got my girls mm. and I can't, do you know what I mean? I need to be there. I need to take pick them up mm. from school and take them to school. Mm. And they were like, well, look, we need you to head up this whole new programme. Like, we're, we're literally looking to build it around mm. you. 
So there's, yeah, no, there's no time. There's, there's no, no time. There's no flexibility like that. And I was few because you know, like before that, I had the attitude at work where like. <laughs> I'm gone. You know, like, yeah. I'm ignorant. Like, I'm, yeah. I got no behaviour at work. Like, I'm chip on my shoulder. Yeah. And I literally had to go back with humble pie because <laughs> it's almost like, do you know what? This place is kind of... It's good for the flexibility. Good for, yeah. yeah. You know what? They're flexible. The, coming from a place yeah. of humble pie yeah. is the best place to be because yeah. you can be... You don't have anything to lose at this yeah. point. Mm. And, like, what I was going to say to you is that it's pacing it. It's like you need to have an end goal, but yeah. that end goal doesn't have to have a result today or tomorrow. Where is it? And it's I think sad. that's what it is, yeah, because Where I'm like, I'm going to be 28 <laughs> this year. No, I, and I feel like I have to wait for them to 25 to 30, I feel like that's my years of hard trial. Yeah. Mm. It's really weird. Like, And I think sometimes you've got to stop saying, like, the best is yet to come. And to bring the best in. Because you yeah. know sometimes you'll be going through things, I'll be like, oh, the best is yet to come. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going through this, another crap day. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and sometimes it's yeah. like, what is around you that's stopping the best from coming? Yeah, yeah. So f- for me, when I was on the shop floor, I realised I needed something to live for as well. Mm. As obviously... Like a stakeholder. Your, yeah, like yeah. something mm. to keep me motivated. And the magazine became that because, one, it would show how I, you know, what I can produce. And two, it would give me that kind of feeling of, like... Ownership. I'm in, yeah, like, and, and also, like, I'm at this point where I'm, I need to take on more responsibility. And mm. I don't want to be a store manager. I mm. don't want to do that. Mm. So I don't want to take on this kind of responsibility. Mm. But it moving on from there, so that's fast forward three years on, what I've learned is that what I needed at that point was something to walk, work towards. Mm. So you kind of need to like use this time that you have so that's why i say humble pie time is good because mm. use that time to work out what's your purpose what yeah. do you keep looking like what keeps drawing your attention mm. and if you keep finding yourself something keeps catching your yeah. eye yeah. that's where it's at yeah, yeah. you're right I'm listening you're right yeah, yeah. and yeah. so once you can work, work that out you need to and i think goal. as well because for me i know exactly what i want to do yeah, but same. then cool. everything that Just you want to do it comes from investment as well mm. it's like because if someone literally said to me today here you go yeah. 50k go do what you want to do mm. I can Pattern. guarantee yeah, you yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I will bring back because yeah. I know exactly pattern. what I want to do yeah. I know what I'm passionate about I don't want to ask you on here what you want to yeah. do in case it's something that's because I don't believe in it's to do sharing. with children because okay. I that's what I've studied but I don't want to stay as an employee I've, that's not my mindset yeah. like what I want to do is so much bigger than that right. it has more to do with consultation but mm-hmm. that's what I mean I think sometimes you can have the dream but then it's the investment because nothing yeah. can be yeah. built yeah. without but, but you know the thing is it's not always money in the bank that will yeah. make your will enable you to do the things that you want to do mm. so in, in short of it it's what I'm trying to say is basically it might not be that you need investment it might mm. one thing I would say if it's if it's in childcare or whatever, mm. stay in that industry. Yeah. Keep on growing within that industry. Because what you might find is that you might be able to find the right kind of grant or the right type of investor. Yeah. Something will align when the time comes. comes but you yeah. are not necessarily ready for it as well. So yeah. you have to build up your skill set yeah. because mm. like I'll give you an example. I've recently taken a new job. Yeah. And it, yes, it's a little bit more money, but not life changing. Yeah, and I've took that month that job because it will give me the opportunity to learn how to, I, I would say, manage 
a program mm. because that's in line with my future goals so in the future I want to be able to manage my own thing or do my own thing but mm. I need to be able to up my skill set mm. and also pay the bills mm. but eventually I will get to a point in about a year or a year and a half now I know confidently I can do my own thing now mm. so that's what you you want to be able to get to that point and believe mm. me the money will come yeah. one way or another in, in yeah. you know ways yeah. that you never even imagined yeah. so don't worry about the money part yeah concern yourself with developing yourself mm. yeah. and trust me, I, that. think that's, I think for me also knowing that as a person my blessings seem to come when I've got a lot of peace around me mm. like I operate better our peace. I relate to that, yeah. yeah I think yeah. everybody, yeah. I think one of the, one of the things I do with the people that I I work with is like a lot of people forget to tie in the making money or like the capital that you might think that you need into your goals. So somebody might be like, "Ah, oh, I want to be a courier, but I need a van, and I don't have money to get a van." Mm. why does your dream stop there like the first part mm. of that dream then is to get money to get the yeah, van man, yeah. Yeah. so like even if getting money means working at river island for a while mm. exactly. until you build that should be part of your goal so now yeah. your new goal yeah. becomes i need to get a job so at river island target. exactly yeah, yeah so that i can make that step money by step. exactly yeah. statement just, just oh, wait, to, um, add, sorry can i just yeah, add one more thing yeah. sorry just to add to the whole um thing about peace yeah like i believe that if a goal doesn't force you to power up or to mm. become a better person you're not doing it right mm. so like your goal should like in it essentially m make you become a better person whether that's okay i need to get up at five in the morning mm. so what do i need to do to get up at five in the morning every day i need to drink water every mm. day i need to eat better i need to work out yeah. i'm becoming a better person in mm. order to achieve that goal or and essentially you'll start to realize that every aspect of your life finds peace Mm. it's just it's just about bit turning yeah. on those switches yeah mm. but sorry to cut you no, off no, it's cool it's cool i wanted to ask deji a question that i never asked before yeah. you see where you're like psychologically trained yeah yeah how does how, how does that how because for me that like, I, I, like, I like psychology uh -huh. i love it so it's almost like how much of it is obviously you're going to use it naturally mm -hmm. but do you feel like there's been a big difference in your social interactions in general society like do you feel like you could just yeah you know, when you're talking to someone already you're just doing a psychological evaluation yeah. yeah so like there's some things that you it's a bit of both because naturally i was somebody that you might call an analyst like yeah. a behavior analyst so like when i'm meeting somebody yeah. i'm always trying to figure them out like yeah. what's your yeah. motive yeah. why are you here what do you want yeah. Yeah. like why are you behaving like that like just in my mind yeah. like just yeah. processing even mm -hmm. either subconsciously or consciously yeah. like thinking what's going on with you but then once you obviously do the job it's like then you become mindful that you're doing this and then there's mm. a couple of techniques that they give you or a couple of like things to notice that they give you so it's yeah. like i could comment on the way you're sitting the yeah. way you're slouched yeah. your eye contact your yeah. eye gaze yeah. um the speed when you're talking yeah. Yeah. um like your breathing patterns wow. like there's a bunch of stuff like your gesticulation yeah. a yeah. bunch of stuff that you're taught to kind of look out yeah. for and now that just becomes embedded with me so it's like when any of you are talking i'm always looking out for that yeah. so it's like yeah. i'm looking to see if your eye gaze is too too good or yeah, too bad yeah. it's like i'm doing an assessment on you yeah. i might not do anything with that information but yeah. it just gives me a better picture, better picture about of, what you're talking about okay. and what you're passionate about like yeah. a good example is like when people are passionate 
um, about something and they're talking about it and they're getting like heavily invested, like yeah. explaining the story, just like you was a moment ago. Yeah. Like you're breathing, you start to become like our brain tells us when to breathe when we're talking. Mm-hmm. Like subconsciously, we yeah, don't even know. Yeah. And when you're passionate about something, like your breath gets shorter, mm. like you start breathing more heavily. So you could probably mm. see it. This is a good thing about being a sound engineer on the mic as yeah. well. You could probably see when she was talking about what she was going through and, and how she was growing up, you'll see that her breathing was a bit more intense. It's things like that that you're trained to kind yeah. of notice, to know when something, when somebody's actually passionate about something. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, if I was doing like a session, I would have been like, when you're speaking about that, I would play into that a bit more. I would start mm. asking her questions about that mm. because that's what she's passionate about where she could have spoken about something else, like her relationship with her mum, <laughs> and just like breezed past it. It wasn't really like a yeah, big thing for her. Yeah. And that there might be something to do with that as well. Why is that not a big thing for you? Why mm. was you passionate about this and not passionate about that? Do you use that when you're dating? It has to. I, tweet, <laughs> I, I tweeted that as well. I tweeted that as well. I was like, oh, it's like, it's just impossible, especially dates. Like when you go on a date, when you go on a date with somebody, it's like a one-to-one, like it's almost like a therapeutic situation people be dating you just for free therapy, therapy. Yeah. <laughs> i think i have friends i have friends that just like try to be try to chat chat to me because they feel like i'm going to give them therapy but, but you know, i try to tone it down i think everyone needs a therapist mm. yeah benefit. yeah and you know like obviously when people have the money and whatever that's what they invest Best in they in. invest a lot of their yeah. money into exactly, a yeah. therapist just having someone that they could talk to yeah they don't know outside of that room mm. because i think as humans, we have to harbour so, so much. So much, yeah. It's good yeah. to offload, yeah. yeah. and yeah. we don't Do want to talk... You know, you don't always yeah. want to talk to people that might pass yeah, judgment. Course, and course. obviously, usually it's the people closest to you and you don't yeah. want them knowing everything. Yeah, you don't want anybody that can weaponise the information, yeah. basically. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, yeah, a lot of us, you know, we have to harbour so much and just keep going on yeah, one yeah. day and, yeah. you know... A lot of suppression. Exactly, yeah. With these kind of things, I always think about, like, how did people survive before therapy or before personal coaching was popular? Like, yeah. what were people doing before? We're surviving now without it. Like, most, yeah. most of us it's can't afford the therapy. Of, it just comes yeah. out in different mediums. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Escapisms. Yeah. Like, there's, a, there's yeah. a bunch of things we do. Like, sometimes it comes out healthily. Yeah. Sometimes it comes yeah. out unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a lot of healthy people go to the gym where well, I know yeah. the way I pour things out is yeah. I go to the gym, yeah. love playing Call of Duty, getting mm-hmm. heavily invested into shows like Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and stuff, like just escapisms where it's yeah. just like, mm-hmm. you're not thinking about anything. Another yeah. good thing is just going on holiday. Yeah. And then yeah. just sometimes just speaking to your friends. Like yeah. I think all of us need to be therapists in some form, like yeah. not as in like, you're, I'm, I'm here to harbour your feelings, but mm-hmm. just having conversations with your friends, even being on like a podcast like this and just getting things just off getting your things chest. Out. I find mm-hmm. it works yeah. with me like that. Mm. so do you feel a sense of because you see like the information you know mm-hmm. it is almost dangerous yeah we're not allowed to use our powers outside yeah, of Hogwarts that's what I was yeah, saying like because yeah. like, it's because it's, you in the wrong situation could be very very dangerous especially to someone vulnerable yeah so let's say for example you're out and you see a sweet one mm-hmm. and you're talking to her and you know What's she, what's, she, what's she wearing though? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking, guys. You know what you like. But you know that you can almost... Obviously, the game is the game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Especially in that field, is to do what you've got to do. Do you go about it using your skills to mm-hmm. break her down, her breakdown of resistance, or do you feel like, <laughs> do you know what, let me just try a nor- the normal way yeah, but it's like naturally just happened. It's mad. If I was in that situation, it's like why it would be stupid of me not to use my skills. It's not yeah. like I'm 
manipulating her or yeah, anything. But don't you think his seduction is a form of manipulation? It slightly it is, yeah, yeah. It slightly is, yeah. But it's like, okay, so that's the game, basically. Yeah, like, even yeah. if I didn't have the knowledge that I'm equipped with, that would still be the, be game. the game. Like, it's still yeah. my job yeah. to secure her, basically. Yeah, so yeah. I'm going to use whatever means I can to yeah, do it. It's not like yeah. I'm going to manipulate her and get her to kill somebody yeah. or whatever. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I'm literally just... It's not like I'm doing anything. More tools available. Yeah, a lot yeah. of my it's mad because a lot of my friends call me like a like I like to manipulate people. Yeah, but yeah. the way I justify and people will see that as bad straight yeah. away. Yeah. The way I justify it is that I'm not manipulating anybody to do anything bad. Yeah, yeah. like sometimes you need to like give people a nudge. It's like yeah. a child. You need to yeah. kind of give them a nudge or manipulate them. Yeah. Use some like positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement, yeah. or yeah. punishment. Punishment yeah. is a form of manipulation yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you need that just so people behave in the way. They're supposed to behave, yeah, or in the way an well. evil person will say in the in the way that I want them to behave mm. to for my own goals. But I don't, no. I don't see that. I don't feel like I'm an evil person. No, like no. I, what do you mean by punishment, though? Like, so it's like imagine, example. imagine um, there's sweets on the table, and there's a child in the in the room, and I say to the child, if you take okay, this, not not in the context of a child, I mean more in the context of an adult to adult relationship. Okay, it's it's difficult, but like I'm so I'm doing a a podcast, yeah. Oh, not a podcast, but like a web series with a, a bunch of my boys. Yeah, there's nine of us. Mm. So this is taking a lot of um like coordination. Everybody needs to be on point. Like a lot of meetups at my house and everything. And I was complaining a while ago about us having this culture where everybody just shows up late yeah. or people feel like they can just cancel. And I was like, because there's nine of us, we really need to be on point because if one person cancels, you might be thinking there's eight other people that can get the job done. Mm. But if we have that culture, then loads of people will start ca- yeah. um, um, cancelling. So it's like a punishment that we could kind of enforce in that. It could be something as simple as when it's your friends, you can't be like dishing out punishments like I'm going to take your food or you're off the team mm. it could be something as simple as like if you're late to this you're going to catch banter from all of us mm. like we're going to start taking them to, and that banter situation although it's banter and it's funny that put that person's uncomfortable mm. it's yeah. like imagine I came into the room wearing mm. like ripped up clothes and everybody was just laughing at you mm. like even though they're, they're not neglecting you as a friend but it would just make you feel like okay I'm not I'm not coming in these these crepes anymore I'm not coming yeah. in these jeans anymore yeah. it's literally literally things like that like okay if you come we start making jokes and the jokes are going to be funny it's going to make you feel uncomfortable so next time you're thinking if I come late then I'm going to catch these jokes I need yeah. to be on time it's little things like that that's not harmful. Like, mm. You're supposed to be on time. Mm. That's just giving you a little nudge in the direction that you need to go in, basically. Mm. That's how I see it. But yeah, like I definitely, if you want to call them powers, I definitely do use my powers in day-to-day life yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Like everywhere. Yeah. Job interviews, um, just socialising mm. with girlfriend, yeah. uh, with friends, just anywhere, mm. basically. Like I would date in anywhere. Yeah. So do you feel like you've got a, um, an advantage, generally? Or is it are you conscious of the fact that you have these gifts or is it just sometimes that you're just operating on autopilot? I think now it's kind of autopilot. There's sometimes I tune into like, okay, this person's doing this. How do I get this person to mm. do this? Or how do I come across as this in this yeah, situation? Yeah. What am I trying to achieve? Yeah. But most of the time it's just like, it's so embedded in you, you just have to kind of be yourself. Yeah, like, yeah. I would say that socially, like, I'm a bit more socially intelligent than most people, mm. like, but it is what it is. It's like, I'm I'm not using it for anything bad yeah. and it's just only going to help me. It's yeah, only yeah, like... Yeah, it's, you're more aware of the world you're living The world, in. exactly. Like, I know mm. how... I know what reactions people are going to give to yeah. certain things. Yeah. Um, I know what is going to make me more likeable, what's going to make me less mm-hmm. likeable. 
Like, and I still have flaws. Like, I still have flaws, yeah, characteristics. Yeah. It's like, although I'm like so informed about everything, it's like I still have flaws. Like, it's like I still have, although I give anger management to people, yeah. but I would still say that I have an anger problem. Yeah, like, my friends yeah. would still say, like, you've got an anger problem. Yeah. And I understand that. It's good that I understand yeah. that. So I don't put myself in situations yeah. where I think there's a potential for me to get angry yeah. because I know I still have the anger yeah. problem. So, what, what advice would you give to someone like, for example, someone like me? Yeah, mm-hmm. I've always. Um, loved psychology mm-hmm. but I've never obviously studied it it's only my own um, interactions and you know experiences so without me having to go uni and study and or read books that are mostly theory mm-hmm. how would someone like me get a better understanding of basic psychology again I'm going to say just go to like don't you don't have to read a book you don't mm. have to read an article. Just read. Just go on websites like mm. Psychology Today, mm-hmm. like very, very basic art, like psychology stuff. Then I would say follow somebody like me mm-hmm. on the socials because there's there's times where I go into like threads yeah. and I'm talking about like psychological stuff that yeah. affects all of us. Yeah. yeah, like the mental state examination yeah. and yeah. everything like that. Like yeah. basically just what I've told you. Yeah, and then like yeah, just like Psychology Today. And then there's another one, but I can't remember the name, which is like, it's not, it's like lay people articles yeah. about psychology, yeah. basically. Yeah, because I like, think it's important for us. Yeah, you can, you can learn yourself and it's not too like theory based or they're saying, if yeah. they might make reference to a study or yeah. whatever, but it's not too like intense or heavy or you mm. have to go and study something basically. Yeah. Like even the training that I've got now, that training for the mental state examination, it's like, it's not like theory based that this was a powerpoint presentation that somebody gave to us over a couple of days explaining these different things like explaining uh breathing explaining eye gaze what eye gaze could mean explaining gesticulation explaining anxiety explaining like the different ways people come across Mm -hmm. in communication basically it's like that's Mm -hmm. it basically i think the best way to just have conversations really but it's not like you can't always do that so psychology today is my go-to it was my go-to thing i've seen it it's got the blue heading yeah, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. It. I've got, very. Yeah. It's like there's yeah. some intense articles. Tabs but even open in my um, Google. Yeah, 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 definitely go on that. Yeah. Like, I even want to start writing stuff for them. To be honest, mm. but I just don't like writing. Oh, yeah. Okay. But yeah, man, get educated. Everybody should kind of learn. Just like I say, everybody should become more. Try to do the best to become more emotionally intelligent, which is kind of knowing about yourself and more socially intelligent. How, which how is do we get about... more young black men? to want to be more emotionally intelligent. I feel, I feel like that's a big barrier. Can you break down what emotionally intelligent is? Because we hear this word, we hear it banded around. But I said I that on Twitter as well. I like, understanding of it. Yeah. Even I'm not 100% sure I know what it means. I just hear it. Okay, so emotional intelligence to me. What if I... Thank you. Because we ain't got long either. Emotional intelligence to me is... First of all, a lot of people, I said this to a girl on Twitter the other day, a lot of people think emotional intelligence stops at understanding how you feel mm. and being able to describe, articulate how you feel. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you don't even need to art- articulate it, but mm. just know what this emotion is. The second stage is knowing how the, how this emotion is going to affect your behaviour, if it's going to affect your behaviour, mm-hmm. basically. And then the third stage is emotional regulation. That is you processing that emotion and getting rid of it if you don't want it in your body and keeping it if you do want it in your body. So let's take anger. Anger is an emotion that everybody, it's like a basic emotion everybody knows. You know when you feel angry. You don't really need anybody to describe it to you. You know when you're angry. Cool. You know anger is in your body. Okay. 
you this is an emotion that you don't like. You don't want to feel angry. Like so you want this body this you want this emotion out of your body. Why do you want it out of your body? Because when you feel angry, what are you what do you have the potential to do? Irrational mm. decisions, physical violence, yeah. depending on what kind of person you are. Again, it's emotional intelligence about the self. So it's about mm. knowing what you're capable of doing. Mm. I might get angry and you might get angry and I might be able I might be capable of hitting somebody, yeah. but she mm. might, you might not be. You might be capable of swearing or whatever. Yeah. So it's about knowing how that emotion has affected your behaviour mm. in the past or what you now have the capacity to do when that emotion is in your body. Number three is how are you ejecting this bo- this emotion out of your body? So like we, we're using anger as an, an, an example, which you always almost want out of your body. Mm-hmm. There are some occasions where you actually do want anger yeah, in your body. Yeah. Like imagine you were at risk of something yeah. or you needed to fight yeah. or like boxing for an example, like where it's yeah. a competition and you need the aggression because yeah. aggression makes you stronger yes. and everything. So in those circumstances, you would want anger in your body. In a normal circumstance, you wouldn't. Again, that's another element of emotional intelligence, knowing when to eject emotions, when to keep them in. So now we want anger out of our body. How do we get anger out of our body in a safe way, which is not going to, like, it's not self-sabotaging. So it doesn't mean we're going to commit a crime. Mm -hmm. We're not going to break any social ties. We're not going to do anything to ourselves or do anything to somebody else. Catharsis, like, you could go to the gym, get your anger Mm -hmm. out there, like, hitting a boxing uh, punching bag, Mm -hmm. like, going on Call of Duty and killing people that aren't really going to die. Like, there's mm. a bunch of ways to get your anger out. Again, knowing these techniques and how you kind of process it out of your body is emotional intelligence. Mm. So if you can do all of those three things and you do them well, like you're not getting yourself into any pasta when you feel these emotions, because you have good emotional intelligence, mm. that's just anger, which is a very common emotion. Yeah. Like we all need to kind of learn every single emotion yeah. and how every emotion makes us feel. So happiness, what makes you feel happy? How do you keep happiness in? What do you have the capacity to do when you're happy? Because happiness can be harmful you can too. Mess you up. Exactly, yeah. You get a girl's number, and then you, next thing you know, you're you're you're, you're giving um, beggars twenty pound. Yeah. I feel like emotions yeah. have been trivialized, and now everything is based on memes. You know that like people always seem to just put like up memes Meme, yeah. describing their emotion, but it's like so much deeper than that. Exactly. It'll yeah. say something like. If you're in a negative situation, just walk away. Walk away. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, like, like, yeah. It's life's yeah. deeper, yeah. you know, yeah. than a lot of exactly, things. Yeah. I think with psychology, obviously, you go into that kind of the depth of things. Exactly. It's like a lot of people on the surface, they don't have that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's what I would say emotional intelligence is. Knowing what emotions are, how they make you feel, mm-hmm. how to process them, basically. Okay. So going back to what you said, mm-hmm. the question was... How do we get more young black men to become... Or willing to become more emotionally intelligent. Do you think black women are? No. I had this argument with somebody. I feel like women are more inclined to do the internal work. I think they're crazy. Exactly. But there's an acceptance for women to be crazy. To be (laughs) not crazy, (laughs) but like. Do you think they have to be more mature? What do you mean? I, don't know I think it's a myth. This I whole think, women are more mature, women are more. I don't believe that. I just think there's a. There's I think a, women are more I think like women expressive. Are socially yeah. accept, more it's expressive, socially acceptable for women to it's crazy. work on their self esteem, to work on self love, even yeah. if they're not doing it, even if they're doing it superficially. Yeah. Like mm. it's just more acceptable, and at least if you start off superficially, you have better of a, ch- a better chance to get there yeah. because you're on the journey. Yeah, I think women I had this conversation yeah, with Yeah, my biggest drawbacks have come from women. 
<laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like women find it very easy to say, I'm going to be the bigger person. You know, like, on the surface, yeah. they yeah. can make everything appear. Like, you know, I'm bigger yeah. than that. I'm not... The, because it's socially acceptable. I think, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. when you remove it, like, I think women can be a lot more spiteful. So, I ha- it's crazy. That makes sense. And I feel like, as I'm getting older... Not my friends, but certain people in my life who I would call friends are becoming more spiteful, and I feel like. It's, <laughs> but it's not even that. It's like it's weird. It's not even spiteful. It's it's a bit of it's a tinge of bitterness, mm. but it has a lot to do with how you see your life turning yeah. out and yeah. you're not turning out that way. See, because yeah, because situations that I've been in, I've been more egged on to do the wrong thing by women by emotionally. Then I have men. Like, I've had men with more... Yeah, I've done... Is that relationships as well? Yeah, with relationships. Oh, with relationships, yeah. Because even if I feel like... No, because I feel like if you have a relationship (laughs) breakdown, I feel like women can be a lot... Add a lot more toxicity to the situation, Mm. if that's even a word. That was me, yeah. 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 (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Only women, to me, have been the biggest draw-outs. Whereas if I went to, like, a male friend, they would be more reasoning. Yeah. yeah. Give more of the reasoning. But then, in in relationships, it's how a lot of times the cracks start to Mm. appear. Like, in terms of how a lot of... When I say... Why I ask, how can we get more young black men Mm. to become emotionally intelligent? It's because there's this stigma about having... Even feeling something about... Mm. Feeling Mm. anything, whether it's... Sadness, depression, yeah. love, mm. even anger. I think anger is the only acceptable one. Mm. Like, and so if you're not even acknowledging that there's a feeling or, or acknowledging the other person's feeling in a relationship, that's when it kind of like yeah. unfolds. But on a but how, platonic I level, think, yeah, but I think the people that they're meant to be open to, the women. Why, why are we meant why, to be open to No, women? but I mean, no, I'm saying, if it, you know, like, the <laughs> yeah, emotional... Yeah. Even other men. I don't yeah. know what other men... I can only... Yeah, I can't go yeah. off what men and other men talk about, yeah. you know. I'm saying, but I know I see a lot of, like, the word emotionally available. Yeah, yeah. That's the one I see, emotionally available. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I always think, how comfortable are you really making that person if they can't be that way towards mm. you? Mm. But this, this, this comes back with something we said on the last podcast where mm. a lot of women ain't letting us men live our truth yeah so we have to hold back a lot Mm. do you know what I mean because we Mm. can't be we we, we're like 60% real with you lot because if we're 100% real with you lot you lot ain't gonna like us you're not going to be like, you're bucket. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. So we have well, to what does 100% rule look like? 100%, yeah, like? 100% yeah. means that I'm, I'm, I want to be how I want to be without no one telling me nothing. It's not always realistic, but that's the mm. reality. And a lot of us are fighting that desire to be who we want to be without yeah. no one trying to check my, our phones, no mm. one trying to regulate where we're going. But no, but I think it's deeper than that because then I think the person's still not being 100% real with the person that... All of that, I think yeah. that's. I think that's. I think even a hundred percent real with themselves. Yeah, I think it's deeper than that. All right, for example, me and Deji, yeah, we could go out. Deji's looking at you. No, no, no. I wait. I wait to see what he's gonna say. I wait to see what he's gonna say. We could go and have the biggest conversation ever. Like, like, not even that we're close or long time bridges, but I probably could say things to him about my relationship because. I know most of the time I said another male, mm. he's gonna get it because mm. of some sort of similarity or duh, 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 where a partner that you're with, sometimes you're gonna feel like, do you know what? Like, if I say this, I might be on a sofa tonight. Mm. 
or she's gonna feel. But attacked. I'm not talking about real mm. when it comes to women and that. Yeah. I'm talking about real with who you are. Like, truth. Yeah, you know, because not I, I've I've refused to believe that yeah. men are that shallow that their whole world <laughs> and how they feel revolves around women. No, I no, think no, life's no, deeper not. than that. So that's what I'm saying. If yeah. it's even you know, a man might be unemployed. Yeah. Okay, and that might be getting him down so much mm. yeah. but he might still want to put on a brave face and whatever but I I'm saying I'm saying the factors in your life you know you might be having a bad time with you know you might have a really bad a man might have, yeah. have a really bad relationship with his dad mm. he yeah. might have reached a point in his life now where he has children and that's so weighing on him outlet? yeah so if you're not I'm saying as a partner you could sometimes speak about people not being emotionally available, but how open are you to that wanting to actually to want... Yeah, to receive yeah, that. That's what I mean. people are ready to receive your own... Your... Your... Um, whatever you're going through. Uh, because yeah. one thing I don't like, I don't like projection. Mm. So if you're having a bad day at work, yeah. don't make me have a bad day, you know, mm. because yeah. you've just mm. had a bad day at work. Yeah. I find it very uncomfortable. Yeah. I feel and like I feel like I don't want to do the same to you. Mm. A lot so of people just... use relationships to That's... feel to fill a, a void mm. within it. Yeah. Your happiness is not that's what I always try to explain to people like don't make a, a relationship like you know when people say yeah. I need to feel complete yeah. yeah by or need to feel like and I feel like why can't you feel complete alone and then get in a relationship and you complement each other I don't, that, I don't like the whole concept of someone feeling me what, you no, I don't. what does that mean mm. you feel I feel you and you fill me up or whatever. But you know what? I think also relationships, actually, a lot of it comes from... With men, I found their relationship with their mother and the kind of relationship they have with their mother. That is another one. Now, if someone's had, I found, a relationship with their mother that is very... Mum done a lot for them, was always doing for them, not really allowing them, because there's Mm. a lot of mums that don't allow their boys to grow as men, Mm. (laughs) especially when there's an absent father in the house. Mm -hmm. So they kind of become this woman that, you know, does everything for their son, you know, cottles yeah, yeah, their yeah, son. Yeah, yeah. And then the relationships he seeks then with women outside of that kind of emulates that. Uh, so it's more yeah. of, you know, seeking relationship with a woman that can look after yeah. them, the that can word, nurture yeah, them. The key word that is that kind you of mentioned thing. the dad weren't around. Yeah, no, because, no, yeah, because that's where I find most of that will come in, from. In some cultures, that's that whole system it's how it is like for example a lot of Pakistanis mm. they can't do nothing themselves mm. because they, they, their mums have literally mollycoddled them and then mm. when they get married their wives literally take on the same role that their mum yeah. did the difference is these guys also have um, a strong sense of they need to go out there and provide mm. Mm. you rarely find them just lounging around not motivated where with us a lot of the time we're just like mm, could just mm, so milk it so what you're saying kind of it could work if that's the case but there's a give back if that makes sense so that's what i mean i mean yeah. the relationships that some people i think will emulate can be based on the relationship yeah, they've had with their yeah, mother or yeah. their parent you know the relationships they've had with them in their household yeah will kind of when they go out that yeah. will define the relationships they have they with have women and even the and women that they choose yeah. you know you'll find the women that they choose might tend to be more might not be the richest woman or whatever mm. but might be a very nurturing yeah. woman because yeah. I think or women give have up. a lot of too much yeah, of a give give like women yeah. have a lot of different characteristics yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'll yeah. find men will go with women that kind of you know meet 
those characteristics, yeah, you know, yeah. that can kind of fill that void yeah. that you was talking yeah. about. Because if a man needs someone to nurture him, there's no point of him being with a woman that wants to be looked after. Yeah, but it works in both ways as well. Mm. Obviously, the women, they got a lot of them go for traits that they might have seen in their dad or might go for traits mm. that they never saw in their dad. Mm. Yeah. But with guys, I don't think um, it's always the same. It's always the... Um, like, you might like those traits in one woman. Mm. But you might like different traits than another. It's not always set in stone. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's why we're a lot of the time we we do go after many because the world is your oyster. Yes or no? Like we just make speak for yourself. Different things. It's not always yeah. like I need a nurturer, so that means I can't appreciate someone that I could teach and look after and having that but it's situational I think women are starting to have the same mindset though yeah, yeah. Just, it's like for women like now women. why should we okay cool like, you, the world might be your oyster the world is our oyster too yeah, like yeah. why should we they want an omega mill huh <laughs> They want a what? Omega male. What the hell is that? It's like, like, it's like, it's real, like, real like, feeling come yeah. out. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha and beta and whatever, all these something. I don't think women know what they want. They don't. Whatever they want on paper. I think you want to find yourself. You need to like... Well, what they tell and I think, them, but I think the pro- the, I think the problem with finding yourself, you probably stay single for the rest of your life because then you realise <laughs> I really don't want no one out here. <laughs> 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 so for real, like... My, my, my Why are you looking at me like that? I'm just thinking. I'm speaking. He's looking at me like. They don't want to know what they want. Like, what they write on paper. But do you think? Do you think boys what they what they know yeah, what they we, want? We know what we want. We don't know what you want. More specifically. Yeah, very. We might not always get it, but we. we, we what do you? What do you want? Huh? Yeah. <laughs> mangoes. Mangoes. Ah. Uh? <laughs> I want um, loyalty first of all, first and foremost, mm. and a good moral. Um, moral um base okay. do you feel what I'm trying to say I feel like with you need to have you do you think to, that's rare those I was going to say right? that do you like, think those two things are that, rare no, I don't think they're rare, yeah, they're not rare I don't think they're rare but they're you, rare just, you, just, like, um, you just have to know where to find it and you, know, to, you have to know where to um, look for it yeah, women are very loyal yeah they can be Allegedly. They're, not, they're always loyal but, but in, I don't know okay I don't want to generalise but I feel like women, the socially accepted yeah. behaviours and one of those is Lo- loyalty. loyalty in mm. some situations yeah but I feel like now it's like <laughs> some yeah I feel like loyalty was drummed in but I now yeah. feel like women are like mm, yeah, forget yeah, loyalty is over loyalty is that loyalty is reciprocated that's right loyalty I think is one characteristic we need to stop this thing of man is bad and woman is good I'm not saying man is bad I'm saying that I want good for men it's very subconscious because it's almost like Every negative trait a woman has has to relate down, back to. You know, yeah, but earlier, before you know what, this conversation or, kicked off, you said women are crazy. I are. think. So, I, crazy, wow. I think, that's what I'm saying. Like, you can't win. I think. You, is that usually craziness? I've only really heard crazy, the I've, term crazy for reciprocated behaviour. No, I just just think that they're, they're just crazy. That is evil. You just have to make concessions for it. The problem I have at the moment is with society is that we know that men have these negative traits, and instead of instead of instead of society as a collective saying that okay we need to eradicate these traits from men, women are now saying cool they've got these traits let's now be like yeah like why are you trying why do you now see the negative traits as the thing that you now aspire to be like. 
What, oh, what does winning mean, though? Oh, do you think, think like, Do you think men are happier than women? Said, Hard. No, I'm not being funny. You, you just think, said we, we, you know, you just said we can choose from a, a pick of many. What is? What, yeah, you're what, not yeah. like, I'm telling what you. It's very you, easy it's, for it's, men to just move on. And then you could end up in a mansion. Uh, I'll tell you something, yeah. When my ex-husband and I, we split up, he goes to me, you'll be all right. You're going to get me married soon. Don't worry. And, you know, it's been a... It's been over five years. Nigeria, it's been over five years. Do you know what I'm saying? Can good looks get me anywhere in Nigeria? And he's... I mean, funny, but he's well oh, moved man. on now. Yeah. Happy times for We him, should all aspire to be him, more like women. It's just that women... The loyalty that women have. <laughs> we should be moving towards women. <laughs> less less promiscuous. Yeah, we should, we should try promiscuous. be trying to make men more, more like that. More logical. More... Then I'm not listening to this. More and then, rather than having women trying to move towards being like men, because the world will only get messier if that's the case. Yeah. If women are like men, basically. I think it is. Messy I'm not trying to paint men out, like men, are, men out as the bad thing. And I, I don't. I, I don't agree that men are winning. I don't think they're winning. Is it no. men that invented wars? I feel like it is. It's probably fine. Something that they did. <laughs> 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 they're probably fighting over you, though. No, no, no. That's what we have I love that. I love that. But I just really think like, why can't we just? Get along. I think we yeah. do. I think we do. I think personally, we just have to accept that everyone's most people are full of shit. Yeah, <laughs> you can't do yeah, the gender wars no more yeah. because that every like men we're fucked. Now up, I do gender wars because, yeah, like I said, I've met yeah. women yeah. that I can't I think, stand just as yeah. much as I've met men. We need to understand stand, so. each other more. No, a lot and of this something men. I feel like we're not actually understanding what makes each other tick. Like I said, when I said women are crazy. I'm not necessarily meaning that you're you're gonna you know what I mean you're overly irrational, but there's a part of me that has accepted that there's a little bit of something that you don't have that doesn't always make sense to me. Yeah, but, but I'm a strong believer that you get what you believe, so you'll always attract whatever no, you believe. But I think I think if you look at science, <laughs> I'm not crazy. I'm telling you, even <laughs> science will tell you that women. I'm crazy. Do you think like do you believe hormones affect your Absolutely. Um, your yes. Yeah, exactly. I can feel it, but the thing so is, I can sense it. State, even if we just get on science, your hormonal hormonal state will affect your decision making. I can't lie, you see my no, hormonal state. You see, when I'm going yeah. through my hormonal state, yeah. I can sense it. Yeah. I know that I'm mm. being hormonal. Okay. And I regulate my behaviour. I'm not saying everyone could do that. I don't regulate but from a teenager. From a teenager, I'm an exception to the rule. Yeah, my mum used to have so to go to the school and use my hormones okay, as an so excuse for my behaviour. Okay, so can we get back to what I'm saying then? But when I said, when yeah. I said women are crazy, I I mean as a man, crazy I have a bit to harsh. accept. It might be harsh, but I have to accept that there's things that you look might do or say. With, it's not in to, your control. It's, it's not, not in my control, control, and I'm not going to internalize it. I've actually accepted that. You know what? I'm not going to argue every point. I'm not going to. Mm. Be passive yeah. aggressive when you are certain ways. But you know what I've realised with accept, my hormones? Yeah. My hormones just really bring Ish. to the forefront of my mind Ish. how stupid people are. But what I'm like, saying that's what it does. But, it's but like it highlights that it might magnifies make you, it. Yeah, like magnifies no, like, I'll be cool, what, what like cool, I'm just dealing with your stupidity. That might make you more like, snappy and it might make you act a certain way that you might not act normally. The point of what I'm trying to say is that me, I've learned to accept that. Women need to accept some of the mm. things that we do mm. that you lot don't necessarily like or agree with, but it's a common trait. Like when you look at men, you have to look at the common 
denominator. What do men mostly do and behave like? That is I'm not out of the norm because we keep looking at certain traits and saying, why, 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 why? And it's almost <laughs> like, this is what we are. That stop. Okay, so can we all? For... And I think we need to just accept. <laughs> he's that. trying to normalize cheating, basically. No, no he's no, been doing that. He's done no, that no, every no, episode. No, 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 no. Oh, so it's you're trying to normalize polygamy. Polygamy. Okay. Like I'm not saying I want to do polygamy. What is? We see with the job I got. Yeah. Seventy to eighty percent of the guys that come to me have been kicked out of their house. Because of because of you can't get kicked out of the house. Cheating or polygamy? No, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't get kicked out of a house that you own. No, but you know what I mean. Put your name on the tenancy, pay some block lot bills, then you ain't getting kicked out. How you get kicked out? You're getting technical with it. Because you're paying bills. No, you can get kicked out. Any man that's paying bills that get kicked out of his house. Period. Yes, they can. No, no, no. They can get kicked out. They can. The council. They can. What in her defence? You kick men out of pay bills. No, they kick men out. Men get kicked out of pay bills. In her defence. What was he doing? Most of these guys that are doing polygamy. Are they paying the bills? I don't listen. I'm not are they paying the bills? No, 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 no. it's not personal. No, don't, no, don't, but majority. I don't know. Majority. Is that what like, you want? Is that what you want? No, polygamy. No, 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 no. <laughs> 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 that's all you want. No, it's not. What's that fascination? Because you see the thing is, yeah. Man, man are doing their thing. You think it's natural? Listen. I man. When I speak to guys, it's the same shit all the time, and I feel like, why is everyone living a lie? It's annoying. You're not living like that. Right, let me tell you something. Everyone was pretending that. So you think you think you think like the norm should be polygamy? I feel like the option should always should be the norm. I don't think the way it's being demonized because of a few rotten apples or people that's Mm. not doing it right. If it's regulated properly, and I always say I I don't agree with a man getting a um, getting into polygamy if you can't financially or emotionally yeah, deal with it. That, so that's where the misconception no, comes from. Because when I mention it, everyone gets their backs no, no, up. No, 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 okay, okay, let me say something here. Yeah. I don't even think, think a man should get in a relationship. Let me say your point. The girls are getting crazy. Because you're talking about cheating. The way to solve cheating is through polygamy. People ain't cheating because they want other wives. People ain't cheating because they want other women. They're cheating because they want to have sex. Cheating is based on sex. So polygamy, you're basically saying so. introduce polygamy so men can have more sex and be promiscuous. What I'm going to no. say to men is respect yourself because community support, Jeez. child support, dick, ain't nobody want that. Men need to start respecting themselves because they don't want no whoring man anymore. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for real. Right. No one wants that anymore. No one wants that. No
No. Why not? <laughs> Listen, Why not? Why not? A master key. Why not? 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 I don't know. I'm just but saying, here's the thing, yeah. Here's the thing. One. A lot of brothers, yeah. Yeah. Ones. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Religion, yeah. What's up with Allah? And, no, I'm not thinking. I, I don't have. My Allah thing is, yeah. Rules. All right, here. Here's just... my point. Don't you don't say the wrong. Well, you hear my point. It's above me. <laughs> it's above me. <laughs> Uh, it's above you. That's not just. Okay, let me say something. Let me say something. No, no, no. But let me say something, right? We're all doing capitalism, right? Whether we like it or not. You know what you're saying about the blood, the breathing, and the. But are we not all doing capitalism, right? We're all doing it. Polygyny doesn't work with capitalism. If you're trying to get somewhere, polygyny is going to wreck everything. In some societies, it actually works. I don't think it's I don't think it's always the best thing. What I'm just trying to say is that when you don't understand the nature of men, you keep I feel like a lot of the time women spend a lot of the time in relationships worrying about what he's doing, what's in his phone and do 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 do. And I just think that just but let man be themselves. About Worry about other the things. Being themselves is if he's going to do his thing, no, he's going to do his thing. He's just either going to lie about it. And you think girls should just accept that? So you I should just should let someone just... No, I don't think... <laughs> I don't, no, no, what I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is that we should now <laughs> change the narrative of uh, a man... Why do you look down on women so much when they cheat? Why can't women cheat then? Why can't women cheat? Men are just going to cheat. Cool, women are horny as well. Why can't women cheat? Because, yeah. I'm a man of scripture. I'm a man of scripture, so I don't... There's nothing in no scripture. There's nothing against it. In the Abrahamic faiths here where... Maybe it's an Eastern religion, it's okay, but no, take religion just... away from it. Okay. Take religion away from yeah. it because I think, I think biologically, I don't religiously think religiously made in that yeah, way. Yeah, but anyway. I would say take yeah. religion away from it. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point because yeah. I don't think everyone. I mean, we have probably, to wrap this up. Yeah, we're gonna have to wrap it up. But seventy-five percent of the people maybe you're talking about, they might not yeah. even follow religion yeah, to yeah, a T true, like true. that. Do you get what I'm saying? So take religion away from it. In today's society. Why is it acceptable for men cheating and they should then get the whole, the you know, be able yeah. to have polygamy and have yeah. all these wives and whatever, why but accepted? then why can't women okay, cheat so and do what back, they want to do? This is back to what I was saying before, because even though there's a law that says we have to be like in monogamy, um, monogamous and um, it's not socially accepted, like you, a man will still get called a cunt, his <laughs> yeah. um, brother-in-laws will still <laughs> ring and say, I'm going to beat you up. When we, move, when, we remove the veil, when we remove the veil, yeah, yeah, everyone understands. Do you understand? Men actually understand what's going on when we hear these stories. When I say men it being real, it's just that when we come around you lot, nah, don't lie. Is that what he's on? Nah. But amongst I, ourselves... No, I'm saying, ask this is why no, is, but, okay. but what I'm saying, because the reason why we're even having this discussion is because you lot... Have, haven't figured it out yet that this no, no, is I'm saying uh, let's normalise cheating I'm saying let's normalise cheating for everyone so why do you just you know what it's called get... it's called being in an open relationship so why don't we all just be in open relationships I don't I wouldn't like my mum to have 
What? Put it all for the <laughs> next. <laughs> so why would you like your dentist? Why would you like your dentist? Why would you like your dentist? I'm not gonna fully. I'm, I'm not gonna fully. No, no, I'm that saying that I would ever be in an open relationship. But I'm like, saying the same thing. thing. I think people I have come to accept that men yeah. cheat because there are a whole group of women making a yeah. career out of being a side chick. Yeah. So that's. I think we're getting to that point where it's yeah. normal. But I think where, for me, a big issue is there's a. Whether it's underlining or overt disrespect yeah. when yeah. it comes to men mm. cheating, like yeah. that women cheat as well. I agree. I, I think women cheat as well. Women do, but Ish. women don't often. Do you know what I mean? It shouldn't be cheating. I actually they don't, don't like disrespect. men cheating. You see, when I hear like um, people sneaking around and stuff like that, mm. I don't like it. And this is what I'm trying to say. I I'm, I want society where everyone's doing things with their chest. Like, mm. if you want to, if you really feel like you're gonna go out there and disrespect your wife. Don't be a scumbag. But remember, Go everyone cheating. Yeah. If it's talking about, because I don't eighty five percent of the people cheating, they're not married. They can't, yeah, they can't. But... So I'm saying that's why I said the open relationship yeah. thing because we can't call it polygamy because these people aren't married to each other All anyway. Right, so then it becomes an open relationship. So, so you see, in our situation, in our culture, yeah, mm. it's not working. Whatever's going on, I feel it's not working. I don't think cheating's working I'm because a lot of children working. are being no, born what, what, that are no, in very dysfunctional situations. I'm, I'm not advocating yeah. cheating, but I'm saying our, our yeah. setup right now. You're saying we, you're saying we should normalize it. Something so has guy, to change. Guys need to be able. Yeah, to but then it has to be regulated. Has to change because, because yeah, if it it's only guys doing it, guys should have free wives. We should normalize it. Free wives, Something's not working. Men ain't even marrying their girls. I know, but you're not listening to what I'm saying. It's not working. Even the the whole. Our, our structure of relationships. So we ask yourself, do men children. even want to be married? Ish, you're not listening yeah. to what I'm saying. No, I am, That's but I'm saying the question, the question think, is think, polygamy uh, is attached think, to marriage. No, right. Right. Do you know why a lot of man, men don't want to be married? I want to be married. Oh, do you know why, why a lot of guys don't want to be married? Because of the finality of it. Yeah? That's it. But that, you know what? That I is almost like, like, you know, like, it's you, you've been told, all right, it's jollof for the rest of your life. Yeah? Bruh. You might like jollof. But I said, you will never understand. But you how know it what it is? It's not just the man thing. A... It's because as well, we're 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 living like it's a personal to... attack. When no, a man but it's not just it's a, it's a modern <laughs> love thing because it's not about are... you. No, but listen, it's mm. that whole thing about it being final. Yeah? yeah, it's because we're not living up to forty or fifty yeah. or even sixty. We're living longer. Like my friggin' um, retirement age will probably be seventy-five. Yeah. And if I'm still working at 75, that means I can still shake a leg here or two. Yeah, yeah. So the idea of, of being with the same person mm. for 70 or, yeah. I don't know, 50 years, for example, mm. is is actually overwhelming. But yeah. I, I listened to this podcast from a, a counsellor. Yeah. Her name's Esther Perel. And she mm-hmm. says there's, in modern love, you could have more than one relationship with the same person. Because for me personally, okay. I wouldn't like to be with this guy. That yeah. like, goes back to the whole... Do men, do women yeah. really want to have more than one guy, or do they really yeah. want to cheat? Like yeah. personally, that's not yeah. how I'm. Yeah. Bi- I'm not built for yeah. that. I life. can't be in a relationship based on carnal desires. I can't. I'm not built like that. Do you know what I mean? Like the relationship I'm in now, it's we're like best friends. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like we're yeah. so much more. So it's not. So when I'm talking about polygamy, it's not. Doesn't mean I want to do it because I'm actually all right. But my main thing is just that because. I, I'm around a lot of guys. I hear conversations all the time and I just see a lot of people not living the truth. And I feel like, not to say that they want to go and cheat, but I just feel like something's not working. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, not working. Are they, are they living fulfilled lives though? Maybe not, but I just feel yeah. like a lot of it is that if the stigma of 
Like, for example, all right, let's put a Muslim hat on now, yeah? Mm. And we've got a good brother. He's fulfilling his duties as a good husband and as a Muslim, mm. yeah? And he decides that, do you know what? I'm financially secure. I love my wife. I love my kids. But I've taken a liking to this person. I didn't plan on taking a liking to her, but I want to incorporate her into my world. I want to marry her. If he comes home with that, he's going to make, he's going to be made to feel like a criminal nine times out of ten. And that's the problem I have. But I feel that. like he should have had a conversation before he got married. No, I'm not saying he's done it secretly. No, I'm saying, but you, if he feels like he's open, a man that's open to polygamy, yeah. before he marries a woman, needs to let that woman know. Yeah, but some women say, some women say, yeah. I don't know, I've never been in that situation. Can change, change, but yeah. I'm just trying my, to say is that, is on, your, on the flip side is okay. that, when, because when, a lot of the time when it's mentioned, we, we always talk about um, what ifs. What if he ain't, he ain't got this, he ain't got that. But let's just say in the perfect scenario, he's got the requirements to maintain and take on another woman, he's still going to be made to feel like a criminal. Yeah. That's because he's simple... never had that conversation with his wife no, before. No, you see, you're, make, you're making an excuse that we don't know. Maybe he's had that conversation. I'm talking from, ex- from okay, seeing people's conversations. You can change. You can change people, your mind like, about it's not, you're allowed to. Pe- like, women really are not having it a lot of the time. They're not yeah, having it. They're okay. not trying to entertain right. these conversations. Okay. And this is something I've that is like, it's not an un... It's not an no, unnatural thing. I've skirted around polygamy. Polygamy's I've not never unnatural. been in it, but I've yeah. skirted around it. Like, my ex-husband's quite a serious... Can I say it? Selfie. Okay. <laughs> serious selfie. Lives by the whole polygyny and all that stuff. But when we were together, it wasn't polygyny. Mm-hmm. I've seen it ruin lives. Like, the thing is that you, you are attracted to this other woman, but A, are you thinking with your brain? B, is she in line with your family and your family's mm-hmm. values? Yeah. Like, let's think a bit more pragmatically about it, beyond desire and beyond, okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to save mm-hmm. this sister. Mm-hmm. Like, this sister that needs saving, is, is there a reason why she always needs saving? Because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes these people are toxic. Yeah. yeah. And they come and they just unravel yeah. and destroy yeah. things that you've built for over 20 years and your own mm-hmm. family and your kids. You Like, people underestimate how that shit can, can like, mm-hmm. just ruin you. Ruin mm. you, and I say mm. this because I've seen it with my own eyes. And what, yeah. so it's such a fascination, but it's yeah. deeper than that. It's all, it carries a lot of responsibility. And, and how much different that... is the woman? All right, say your wife has a certain kind of personality, say your wife's quite yeah. fiery. Yeah. yeah. So then the and woman that you one. choose, yeah. does she have to be the complete opposite to that That's for it to, to work? Because I don't understand, you just have like a fire. Different. We, don't, we don't need to get into that. This is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, how do you explain it to the children? This no, because this is what it is. is not it's not taking a deal. We're not, not saying that. We're talking about in England. Yeah. Remember, we're talking about in, in England. In a capitalistic society, yeah. does it work? Okay, but does it is really what is the current setup working? Two people. But no one's current... married. No, no one's married. That's... Why are they not married? I don't want to get married. Man are sleeping around anyway. I'm saying, let's put some honour toward... behind it now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Let's yeah, not... but if you had honour, you wouldn't be sleeping around. You would have tried to get married. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. There's guys that want to but they will never disrespect See, the situation. See, but you're still going back to the same in. point. You're making about sleeping around. It's not sleeping around. Like uh, You think kind of um, if a man wants to be with another woman... Do you get what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's why I'm so against it from his point of view. There, there's brothers, and you know this, there are brothers who have used I know religion this. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not to be promiscuous. That's exactly what I tweeted the other day. I'm not disagreeing with you, though. I'm not. I'm against all brothers as well. What I'm just trying to say is that this whole setup and this whole understanding of each other, we're not understanding each other. Because we're here arguing, but you, I don't think you actually understand. Because I don't feel like you're understanding 
Because you don't want to hear what we're saying. But I'm saying polygamy. <laughs> no, but I'm saying polygamy comes yeah. with with what, being married. Number one. Yeah. So polygamy is just not cheating. Okay, but you're, you know number that... one, you're in a you're married to a woman. Yeah. You've actually proven yourself that you can be a husband and yeah. a husband material. What right. I'm saying is, there's guys running around who who. What I need men that's, to start asking themselves: Are you even husband material? That's not my. That's not my um, thing. <laughs> Does anyone even want to marry your ass? That's what that, we need to start that, asking. <laughs> I'm not sticking up for scumbags, but I'm just trying to say is that the current setup, and we need to wrap this up quickly. <laughs> it's not working. But if you look at certain, um, set, if you look at certain countries that are more um, focused on economic. Um, that like mm-hmm. basically economics play more of a role in terms of like marriage, and we're talking even in non-Muslim countries. About, okay. Like for example, like I read up about a lot of cultures. Some countries, especially in Latin America, um, men are encouraged to have multiple families. Do you know what I mean? And because of the fact that they're really? breadwinners, yeah, in some places that like, they get married from young in Latin. No, America. we're talking about for example, like we got we got um, teenage daughter and they're Catholic. Teenage daughter, teenage daughter. She's growing up. She's not an economic burden in the household. There's a rich, there's a rich, rich guy from across the town. He's known to have different women, different family setups. Dads are willingly giving their daughters to these men. But what is your keyword? Isn't rich, that like things like that? Yeah, but that's what I'm trying to say. But it's more that understood. No, it's more understood that she's going to be looked after. Remember, priorities are different. Remember, in in the in in the east and in some certain but parts of the world. Is that what the girl wants? Is yes, that what that yes, young woman she's wants? Not, I'm telling you, she's not she's not walking down the road and um, Don Juan is 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 is, is, is flicking his eyes, <laughs> flicking his eyes at her in his ripped up Coca Cola t shirt. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. She's not looking yeah. at him. Fair <laughs> enough, yeah. <laughs> she's seeing Big Belly, Pablo. But I'm just yeah, asking, and that's what yeah, she wants. Are these countries that you're talking about are they yeah. not Catholic countries? Not always Catholic. Obviously, this is happens. The majority of Latin American countries are Catholic. In South Asian countries, happen in African countries, happen yeah, in African South... countries. They've, it's, they they have traditionally done it. I want to know from these women: when... Are they happy? That's all I want to know because <laughs> there's a lot of things happy. that are going on in all these different yeah. kinds of countries. Who's but women not, aren't happy. Women aren't happy. Every case situation. Some That's where this whole thing about women oppression and all not, of this come it's on. Not, it's not a one. Remember, case there, for there's countries where people are still doing female genital mutilation. Okay, but in fairness, yeah. Society, there's societies that unfortunately still oppress women. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can I just say something? Though? Yeah. But if you're like, if you're on survival mode, like in a sort of, Listen, like in Bangladesh, let's, let's wrap this up, you you're a factory yeah. worker, you're just like, I need a way out. Yeah. You, yeah. Your levels of happiness is it's very different, different to where we're for, coming from. Exactly. So our levels reasons. of yeah, happiness absolutely. here are completely different. What we look for in men is completely different. Yeah. Like but what cheating I'm saying, it's not about cheating. Yeah, but that's the thing, we have evolved. Stand. We've evolved economically, but... Oh, you got to stay there, anyway. You got to come I'm not the same woman. I'm good. Listen, you like I good. said, what men need to start asking is, I'm one my wife, husband material. Let Deji stay there. When, when he gets the, them contracts... <laughs> he will be married. Like, just all about what you want, the headaches you want in your life. It's, it's not for everyone. I'm not, I'm not even advocating for myself. I'm just saying, current setup's not working. There needs to be more of an understanding on both sides. That's all. And it's a bit of give and take. Do you know what I mean? A yeah. bit of give and take. Like, sometimes you might have to be prepared to share your man and man <laughs> might have to be prepared to like get to up and work you. 
No, that's, that's unnatural. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what it's going right. on. And it's I'm going to about this again. I'm done with speaking. I'm done. I'm done because I'm getting grief on air. I'm getting grief on air. But um, guys, thanks for coming, man. It was a, it's okay. Thanks for okay. Sorry about the delay, the technical, but we move. Um, hope to see you lot back as well. Thank you. I'll come uh, the seat, the, the, the chairs there. Welcome you lot anytime. Um, anything to plug? Twitter handles? Nah. Veggie underscore V. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are. I'm good. Okay. So I hope you don't want no one at her telling her yeah. that she's I'm not ready yet. She should be. I'm not ready yet. Uh, <laughs> Every time I say something, someone tries to silence me. Sister, you're, you're, you're too liberal now. You're yeah. too Wait, what were those like two, that. Those, that couple, I saw a polygamy couple oh, that was on social media. What were they doing? Yeah. Yeah, what's I that about? I don't even know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't... Do we even have time? I'm just personally... I don't even just want to be Basically, one girl married her best friend's husband. And then they were doing. Do you not know what a rookie is? So yeah. like when you do like so not circumcision and possession exorcism. So they were doing that and they were selling people a dream and it was all fake. Yeah. And they raised like three hundred and fifty k of in charity yeah. and spent it so. living their best lives. Police after them. Long story short, oh, crazy. Muslims are trash as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, guys. We all be caught in our own sins. Nobody, nobody Sometimes I have to remind myself that on my worst day, I live like somebody on their greatest. Don't let your demons take it out. Introduce them to heaven.